toll-free and take control of these airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Albert. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You will find and enjoy various different features there completely free. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. So, of course, uh, your phone calls are the primary element. You may dial in about anything. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. We will uh, also cover things that hopefully you'll find interesting. Last night we discussed a ludicrous story about how Barack Obama on a trip to India, and I guess this was this just this week? Yeah, this occurred. A trip to India apparently decided to bring an entire armada, this fleet of ships with him, an aircraft carrier and all the other little ships that come around with that. And, you know, the conspiracy theories are already going. What do you mean? Well, uh, it sounds like he's jumping ship, sort of. He's taking protection with him. He's he's taking his whole family. He's taking a whole bunch of important people with him. And right after an election where there's a lot of controversy. Oh, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying the conspiracy theories are starting. I think there's one on the Ron Paul site. There's a, well, I don't want to say the Ron Paul site. There's a lot of them, but uh, I'll try to get the exact one. But there's, uh, they're talking, and they're not saying that this is what's happening. They're saying that, you know, there there is some suspicion that there's a sort of a jumping ship happening and that something Meaning bad is coming up and that, that he's, he's anticipating leaving, it. That he's, that he's leaving uh, the, the so-called United States to keep for himself safety. safe? For safety well, and because maybe a lot of con- he's expecting a lot of controversy. I, I, and, and again, I'm not saying that's what I believe. I am just saying that there is there are new conspiracy theories starting up. Wayne well, so has been sending the Webbots uh, site there has uh, what is it November the eleventh at, yeah, at eleven 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 a.m. You know the whole thing is that what it is? I don't, I don't know. know. Wayne has fun, sent though, me these it? emails about this Webbots thing. Is this the thing that can allegedly predict the future that oh, Tucker was calling that. about mm-hmm. a few no, weeks ago? I predict the future. But is that what the Webbots thing is? Yes. Is Webbots? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, somebody's saying something awful is going to happen in another week or two or a week and a half. Yeah. Color me skeptical. Yeah, what it a was, surprise. Wasn't where I wanted to go with the conversation. But uh, the, so the idea being that uh, Obama has left, he's going on this visit to India and brings this entire fleet with him. He is spending an awful lot of money, right? <laughs> but yes, but it? it's not his. Right. And you see, that's, that's the well, whole trick to it. Well, Doesn't sure. Matter. Exactly. Who it's, cares? And we pointed out last night, of course, the the whole uh, claim that this guy is, is in some way cares about the environment, right? He he's got to go somewhere, so yeah. he brings an entire fleet of ships with him. Yeah, uh, that all you know was uh, was completely relevant. Now we find out that because I was asking the question, well, is he going to travel on the aircraft carrier? Probably not. He's probably going to fly sure, over. Why would he Air Force steam One? across the ocean? Right, right? That takes several days. So what? So imagine he would be flying there. So what sort of uh, other factors is he bringing in? What other security uh, measures? And here's a follow-up to that particular story. They're going to build him a tunnel for his presidential self. A presidential tunnel. It could, according to the Daily News and analysis, it could give a sense of superior American organization or be an indicator of a deep-set persecution complex. It could show, uh, could also be a manifestation of Uncle Sam's penchant for a show of strength. The matter pertains to U.S. President Barack Obama's planned visit to Mani Bhavan, the Gandhi Museum, on November 6th, soon as he reaches Mumbai. 
On Monday, U.S. Uh, so that's tomorrow. U.S. Secret Sur- Service agents visited the museum to plan Obama's security detail. They were accompanied by officers of the Mumbai police and civic officials of the D Ward, where Monty Bavan is located. While inspecting the route the, and buildings lining up the route to the museum, the Americans detected a skyscraper near a certain road and also found the area to be highly populated. Since it's difficult, there's too many people here. Since it's difficult to monitor such a congested area, they came up with a quick solution, which left the Indians accompanying them amazed. A bomb-proof overground tunnel to be installed by U.S. military engineers in just an hour. The tunnel would be a kilometer long and measure 12 feet by 12 feet, enough to let Obama's cavalcade pass through. The tunnel would be centrally air-conditioned. Fitted with closed circuit. So it's not really a tunnel as much as it's like a, a tube, an ET tube. It's filled with closed circuit television cameras and will be heavily guarded at every point, including, of course, its entry and exit. You He's, know what that reminds me of? The Simpsons episode when he, when, he, when he joined the Stonecutters and got all these special like perks. Who, Homer? Homer joined the Stonecutters and he drove like in this underground tunnel to work. And there were like pictures on the wall and it was like, yeah. This, this whole thing, I mean, details about when exactly the tunnel will be made were not forthcoming, but officials said the structure would be dismantled immediately after Obama leaves the area. You so know, the it, man literally has a tunnel being built for his What security. they don't mention here is how many people are going to be dis- inconvenienced, thoroughly inconvenienced by this tunnel. Because I remember when I, it was George Bush um, that came to Sarasota, Florida, and this was a different time than the whole 9-11, I think, or maybe it was a couple of days before the 9-11 um, incident. When he he was staying out at uh, on the beach at mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the Longboat Key, which is the next island over from where you and I worked, which was City Island, and the the security cut off our exit. I mean, you literally couldn't leave our little sure. peninsula, and uh, so I, I essentially I had to just go back into the studio and or not the studio, but the the radio station and, and, and hang wait. out. They just wait yep. until. For the hours and hours until well, they got tired of it. It's not like they came and knocked on the door and said, Mr. Edgington, you're a, it's okay for you to leave now either. You know, I just had to drive out there and get turned around several times. You know, it's easy for them. It's easy. It's got to be easier for them to shut down roads here in the so-called United States as opposed to Mumbai. So maybe that's one of the reasons why they're extra paranoid. They, uh, well, they're probably, uh, don't have uh, as much control. The, the, I'm sure the, the Mumbaians... Don't want to put up with this crap at all. I mean, at least there's some Americans that will say, oh, well, it's the president after all. We must support the president or whatever it is that they'll say. I think it's just a statement about how violent the U.S. government is, because if the U.S. federal government, their military wasn't around the world blowing people up. Destroying lives, destroying you know property. If they weren't going around just ruining things for folks and meddling in other people's business, then would they really need to build a tunnel to keep the uh, the president safe? Would they be as frightened about horrible things happening to this man if he wasn't right. ordering the the slaughter of thousands of people? A good question. You know, take a look at the Dalai Lama. Um, I mean, you know, here's a guy who is an uh, an ousted um, leader of a country. So, and China hates him. But mm-hmm. he goes around the world preaching peace. It's well, not so like he says. It's, it he wants to get back in charge, though. Eh, I don't know what he wants precisely. Yeah. But <laughs> well, how? And I, I don't. I, okay, I'm ignorant, so forgive me. But how in charge was he? I mean, I know that. I guess you could say they were a very. Was it a? I guess it was a theocracy of sorts. But so I don't know what they were imposing on people. But it seemed like a very peaceful 
Sure. Um, no, I, I'm not philosophy. Doubting. So I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I've read some of his stuff too, and it sounds nice. And maybe he's changed. You know, maybe he's. Well, I honestly don't person. know what they were. Uh, you know, when, when um, hmm, I don't know what they were do- imposing in turn before China came in and took well, we can, over. We can come back. We can talk a little bit more about the, the yeah. Dalai Lama in a, in a moment. We'll dig up some information on him. Uh, but just I think I think it's awfully telling, right? That this guy has to walk through a tunnel. He brings an armada with him, yeah. and has to has to have a tunnel built for his protection as he goes, ironically, to the Gandhi Museum. <laughs> <laughs> it is ironic. It's just amazing. Anyway, just kind of uh, follow up on what yeah. we had last night. A, a, a weird bulletproof tunnel yeah. thing. How long? Is I it? would be ashamed to use up so many resources, uh, yeah. but to to, pro- to promote. That I was so important of a person that that millions of dollars should be squandered right. over that person, and and what what harm is that millions of dollars doing? How many how many poor people could have been helped by that, for instance? Well, a kilometer, by the way. Who knows how many people are lost their jobs because of the the damage to the economy of all this money that comes out of the economy and is is wasted on resources like this over one person. Like he is so and much more important than all these other people, and and it's it's a very emotionally unhealthy thing, I believe, to be promoting these people and, and like their royalty. Well, he is royalty of America essentially, but like their royalty and everyone else's peasants, and, and everyone else should be sacrificing and bending over backwards to to scrape by when he's got tunnels being built. That's for what him all for these guys dollars. think. Al, Al Gore, he shows up at the the you know the, the environmental thing in a jet, and uh, which is nothing compared to bringing your own hypocrisy. Armada. But Barack Obama. Obama would have loved to have shoved some environmental uh, legislation through and for and taxed every man, woman, and child basically in the world that does business with America, uh, you know, for, for their environmental use, but not his. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Delbert. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Uh, Features including listening options. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, both running around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live, you can hear it there. Or if you've got a phone that can dial long distance, you can call in via our listen lines. There's also other alternative ways to listen. You can get all that information at listen.freetalklive.com. It's all free. Are you on any medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying more than you have to. There is a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your meds at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com, click Become a Member on the left side of the page there, 
and their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step, and you'll you'll save big time. I've done this. I've gone through their their process just to see what I was uh, what I was subjecting my listeners to. It's meds.freetalklive.com. I recommend them. Doesn't matter whether you're on Boniva, Amplify, Lipitor, Nexium, Zedia, Viagra, or Cialis. It's meds.freetalklive.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Uh, we were just talking about the uh, the Dalai Lama ended up getting on that topic. And, uh, Dalebert, you were mentioning that, uh, well, we weren't, we weren't really sure as to exactly what his role was. And I wanted to say he was in the head of the government. I wasn't positive, so I, I went and checked it out uh, of Tibet. According to Wikipedia, the Dalai Lama is a Buddhist leader of religious officials of the Yellow Hat branch of Tibetan Buddhism. It's uh, The name is a combination of the Mongolian word... Can't pronounce that. <laughs> Dalai meaning ocean, and the Tibetan word Lama, with a silent B, Lama meaning chief or high priest. It's a general term related. Ocean uh, re- priest. Lama is a general term referring to Tibetan Buddhist teachers. So aside from that, uh, the Dalai Lama sometimes directed the Tibetan government, which administered portions of Tibet. Uh, And then also he has indicated, let's see, the 14th Dalai Lama controlled the central Tibetan administration and uh, he has indicated the institution of the Dalai Lama may be abolished in the future and also that the next Dalai Lama might be found outside Tibet and may be a female. So essentially he's both a religious leader and the head of the, uh, the country. Fearing for his life in the wake of a revolt of, in Tibet in 1959, the 14th Dalai Lama, that's the one that is currently known as the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. uh, fled to India where he's led a government in exile since. So he basically created his, his own little government that doesn't actually you know, <laughs> rule over any fun territory. Stuff, right? uh, in 2001, he ceded, I need a government in exile. He ceded his absolute power over the government to an elected parliament of selected Tibetan exiles. <laughs> this is crazy. He has advocated, you can have the government that yeah. doesn't exist. He has advocated mm. for well, there may be people out there that feel as though they uh, they adhere to that particular government, kind of like you advocate, Mark, where you could you in theory would be able to pick your government, right? So sure. maybe there are some hey, people. I, in I can go for that. Yeah, as maybe, long as you have the option to like, pick your government. Well, I don't think you know, the Chinese. I don't like cares. You, know, you could say. Well, yeah. Are I'm you an anarchist saying. advocating governments? I'm, uh, that's that's not anti-anarchist. As long as you're picking it, yeah. It, if you're it, saying I I I don't like any of the ones, let's say, or you say like I don't like any of the ones that you're giving me to pick from, I'm going to start my own. So you see why I don't like the term anarchist? Uh, I I know why you I are an anarchist advocating a certain type of government. That's not what that's not what anarchy means. Okay, well, anarchy means no government, right? No, it means no rulers. Okay, so if one could pick rulers, then you'd be against them. Uh, I don't it's think that word. you're. I don't really think someone's a ruler when you pick them. Okay, if they're not forced upon you, I'll let you off the hook. But that, that's getting into semantics. But but if you're if you're picking, it's all about semantics. It's all about semantics, my friend. If you are choosing to follow someone's orders without any threat of violence to do so, and you can stop at any time and stop following their orders at any time, are they really your ruler, or so, are they just someone who's giving you some guidance and you're choosing to follow do it? Do you think a person should be able to eat the flesh of another human if that other human uh, consents? <laughs> What do you mean should? I'm should asking, be. Should be able to. Should be able to. I'm not going to try and stop him with violence. So you're a cannibal? <laughs> uh, you're not a cannibal unless you eat other humans' flesh. Here he is advocating the eating of human flesh. Advocating the freedom to eat I said human I, flesh. I, I said I'm not going to use violence to I'm stop I'm just him. pointing out how, well, you know, when you, when you need to use the right words to get the right message across. So anyway, back to the Dalai Lama real quick here. He has advocated... Of course, he has paid money for What the, is the right word, though? I mean, because well, like, right now, anarchist... It's not anarchist. Anarchist <laughs> was, was, was made into a bad word by governments because it was... by, by the, the media. Uh, by the violent governments, yeah, specifically. I, the, the monopoly, violent, 
Authoritarian no government. Correct. Uh, anarchist started so that's out wise yeah. and bad word. And, it's, and any other word we use that's anti-government, that's anti-authoritarian monopoly style of government, any other word we use will get turned into a bad word. That's a good theory, but, you know, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, and they're going to have yeah. a more difficult time turning voluntarists May, into I, a bad mm-hmm. word. I don't know. You're starting from scratch there, whereas with anarchists, you've got It'll get usurped is the other thing and turned into and cha- and the meaning altered. Volunt- I think be. that's what they'll do with that. Liberal used to be libertarian. Okay. What, what, what the, the word liberal used to what – that, what that used to describe was someone who was more, more freedom, less government. Indeed. And Period. And it, and it became usurped by socialist people. How long did that take, though? Uh Pretty long. Well, time, how, how many? Right? T- how often are we going to change words, and when are we going to just? Know. Is like, it that hard? I mean, everybody makes win. Everybody, right? Everybody makes it sound like everybody that wants to hold on to anarchist, and I think uh, the folks over at per- Pork Therapy were talking about this recently. Um, well, I got to hold on to it. I already put it in my website name. Right. That's, that's the thing. He's invested. <laughs> that's the yeah. point I was going to bring up. The guy has fifteen dollars a month going, or uh, fifteen dollars a year going to anarchyinyourhead.com. He can't possibly. Well, it's, it's less about any money that's gone into it, and more into like name promotion and yes. familiarity, and, and it buzz does sound sexier than voluntarisminyourhead.com. I mean, that just anarchy sounds better. It should just go with in your head or something. I don't know. Well, that's what I did with. That's what the movie production company is in your head. This has to be the biggest complaint, though, is, well, they're just going to keep taking over the words. So we'll just have to keep switching words. And how long are we going to have to do that? Well, how long did it take them to really take over anarchist in the first place or liberal or whatever? So we're probably looking at maybe, you know, half a decade, a decade. I don't know, but it's going to be a long time. I'm going to come up with some fun new words. It's not next week. But It'll it's not like words. it's hard to I keep using new words. I want, a new, I want a word for nonviolence, because it isn't peace or pacifist. I like the word goober. Can we change the meaning of the word goober? Um, why would you want to change it? It's perfectly good the way it why is. Why is peace not nonviolence? I'm not sure what Because peace is, uh, has a you know, secondary meaning of placidity. It, uh, peace is a non-active word versus nonviolence, which is an active word. Um, you know, it means it's much more action That's unfortunate, by the way. I think peace should be an active thing. You have to actively pursue peace. Well, I guess. the... The chick on the uh, free, uh, free Keen forums, the, the troll there, she talked about talked positive about versus positive negative, negative peace. peace. Have you heard about that? Uh, okay. No. And I think she's on to something. I mean, yeah, she, I she's, you know, a stopped clock is right twice a day, right? <laughs> and, and she's right sometimes. That's yeah. the case where I agree with her. Positive, you do need to uh, pursue it? positive peace, not just negative peace. Well, negative peace is just the, like the lack of violence, which is great. I mean, you know, that helps you to achieve positive peace. Certainly, but positive peace is addressing. You have to address the needs and things that cause people to be violent in the first place, right? If pe- if everyone's in this mode of struggling like over hunger. struggling with violence over resources, yeah, you need to address the fact that some people are without important resources. So, like volunteering you know? at a homeless shelter or volunteering at a local charity of some sort, that would be uh, actively doing something. It would be positive. And peace. I think those things are helpful toward achieving peace. You, so you know, you addressing so, the needs of society. So, no, you don't have to throw away the term peace. 1-800-259-9231. You were looking for a, a different word, though. 1-800-259-9231. And maybe what you were looking for is uh, the term positive peace. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves and bring up, uh, again, anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live.
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you can bring up anything by dialing in toll free and taking control of these airwaves 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have there free including our bulletin board system, wherein you can get involved with other Free Talk Live listeners and get interactive. It's all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. And you'll, every now and then at the BBS, you'll you'll find Jason Osborne lurking around. He's the, the principal of SACL CAI. They're a big supporter of Free Talk Live. You can uh, find out more about how SACL, I, SACL CAI can help your company and their accounts receivable department. Go to... Uh, freetalklive.com. See the banner at the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Sickle, C-A-I. All right. We continue uh, with your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Ladies first, Dana is on the line in Texas. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. I'm just wanting to call and kind of tell you how the week has been since I spoke to you guys last week about the Medicare Part D issue in my life. Good, because I've been thinking January about 1. you, Dana. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it has been fruitless. <laughs> Uh, what I want to do is get a fax number from you, and I will fax to you the letter that I faxed to the UN Tuesday of this week following the grievance for genocide based on income. Does do you anyone, have a fax number? Does anyone use fax machines anymore? I have a uh, fax yes, number. I don't do. know it off the top of my head, though. So if you want to... <laughs> can I you can, scan something and email it? Yeah. I, I, no, I, I can only afford dial-up and hotmail, and it don't like PDF. Gotcha. And my scanning is PDF, and... Most time, it takes forever if it ever even goes. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you want, I can put you on hold, and then I can get that fax number to the board operator in the break, and we can uh, we can get that in your hands. But was there something else you wanted to share with us? Yes, I wanted to tell you that it's just going nowhere. I've called every ad that comes on TV, write down the number, and call immediately about your Medicare plans and all these different ones. And you wouldn't believe some of the stuff I get. The numbers are either disconnected. Or like this one with AARP earlier today, I ended up twice getting routed to an 806 area code, which is, was vague detected up by Amarilla, and the number was 800, and the man's number was nowhere close to what I just dialed, because I did a redial and brought up the same number I just dialed. But it wasn't his number. You know, I haven't been keeping track of uh, the different websites that people have called up with over the last week on the program. uh, But there have been some suggestions that have have been made on the air. Did you happen to catch any of those? No. Okay. You may may want to go back uh, since the last time you called and listen to uh, the the Free Talk Live episodes that we've had since then. There were some suggestions there. And like I said, I don't have them in front of me what they were. uh, So that would be the best way to do it is to go back into our archives and listen uh, back because it sounded like there was some really useful. Yes, uh, they are free. Oh, yeah. It's right there at freetalklive.com. You'll see the last week's worth of shows right there at the top of the page. Last Sunday, I had to go pick up a prescription at CBS and the senior news was out for November. It's a newsletter in this part of Texas. I don't know if you get it in the state you're in or not. I saw it's nationwide, I think. But anyway, there was a bunch of foundations for transplant people and medicine help and all this stuff. 
listed on the right-hand corner of one of the close to the end of the magazine pages. So I called Monday, and every one of them turned me down because they would only help with a recent cancer diagnosis or if you had breast cancer or prostate cancer, blah, 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 or if you had had a solid organ transplant. And I argued with him on that one. I said, if you don't have an immune system, you die. I said, it's as bad as if your liver quits. And I said, transplant doctors told me if I'd had this bone marrow leukemia anywhere in my body, I would have had a solid tumor. And they often refer to it as tumor of the blood because it's made in the immune system. It's just been fruitless. It's just been on and on. And yeah, people, who get, people who get transplants usually have to take drugs for the rest of their life to suppress their yeah, immune system that's my somewhat. Problem. Yeah, yeah, that's my problem. Ten years out, I have the immune system of a 10-year-old. My Jeez. anniversary that was this past July. So this time of year when I go to the grocery store or anywhere, I have to wear a green SARS mask. And I walk with a cane because I'm crippled from all of this. On top of all the other things that have come up as complications from this, like Bodron syndrome and Dan, all I can say is that uh, you know I, I, I can certainly sympathize uh, with your situation, and that we did have at least two or three folks call up over the last week. Not all on the same night, but uh, different different people had called in with at least I would say four or five different uh, websites to to send you over to to you know give you some sort of chance at at getting assistance. And they sounded like good, compassionate websites, uh, folks. But the you know that were behind it sounded like compassionate people. Um, so I'd recommend checking back to our archives and spending some time and listening for that. I can't tell you exactly when, which nights they were, because it all blurs together for me to, to some Wait, extent. When did they start? When did they start? Do you remember? Was it Monday night? Sunday? I think we well, might have had some calls Tuesday? that very night that you called us, and then uh, I think that was last Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah. So start there, and then listen uh, from that point on, and then you know see what you get, and, and maybe that'll help you somewhat. And I wish you the best of luck, and I thank you for the call, Dana. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's continue with Ray in Washington. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello, Ray in Washington. Going once. Ray, you you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey, listen, I ain't for any of these presidential trips either, so don't shoot the messenger, but I don't like the kind of stuff that goes on when I hear these kind of things. Like, let's give you an idea that, all the right-wing radio rush, all of them, just every one of them, was two hundred million dollars a day. It's all over the internet. What's yet, if you million actually, a day? I'm sorry. That's yeah, what you're gonna, you have to calls. catch us up. We don't listen to uh, right right-wing radio. Uh, okay, much, but so. this is just every all of them, Glenn Beck and everything saying the president's going to go out and spend two hundred million dollars a day on this trip. I mean, Got you it. just type okay. type the trip in, you'll see it everywhere. Bachman, all the Loon Tunes, every one of them. Okay. In, in reality, it's already been debunked by Snopes and everybody else. It, it's probably going to be somewhere between 3 and $5 million a day. That's what the last presidential trips to foreign places take, okay? Now, it's really difficult on the 800 and some rooms rented at the Taj Mahal that's being set out there everywhere in the same places, okay, because there's only 500 rooms in the Taj Mahal. Okay, now Bill Press. Do you know who guys? Do you know who Bill Press is? Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's a liberal guy. All media going on this trip will be paying about twenty thousand from their sponsors to go on this trip. They're not going for free, and we're not giving them free. And in mind you, let me just say this, guys. I don't like this, but you know sometimes I feel about this president. This man is black. If he was black and gay, I think they'd probably hang him out in front of the White House. This is how much the the, the prejudice goes against this guy sometimes. 
I mean, it's just it's, you don't well, think they would have picked on him. I, I, I mean, don't. I don't. Th- I don't think that's, the, the that's worst true. thing that he's going to get picked on for is that he's a Democrat and there are Republicans out there. Yeah, you know, there's they a Republican president. The Democrats are out there going to pick. I on don't him. hear them it's, saying things like that. I mean, I don't hear them saying. I'm stuff sure there's some though. I'm, I'm sure, sure that there's oh, some listen, bigots you, out there. But I think the bulk of it is just it's just partisanism. It's an easy cop out to say you don't like the president because he's black, and that's bullcrap. I mean, I know. I I think it is in the huge vast majority of the complainers out there. It's it's it doesn't have anything to do with that. Okay, it's because he's a Democrat. You, if you go on YouTube, uh, you'll find out right away that there's a fair amount of racism. Oh, about sure. I'm sure there's a lot, now, let's, there's let's, a lot of rest of racism, but that is not the bulk of like, where all the Let me tell you how stupid from. some of these people are. They believe that he was born in Hawaii, but they don't believe Hawaii was a state. Now, well, what's going on here? I mean, they, they, they won't even believe who, this who guy was they? born in America. I you don't know? believe in states and uh, in I could countries. care less if he I don't care. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I, it's, but I mean, it, this is the kind of stuff. Thirty percent of them don't believe that the man was even born in America. I don't. But yet he was born in Hawaii. I, they I don't just, even believe some of them Hawaii was a state. There I don't believe McCain was born in America either. So um, he was born in Panama. You're right. <laughs> so there you go. So it, it, I know, but th- I, this is the kind of people when when you talk to these people and they say, oh, "I've never seen his birth certificate." You know what? I've never seen any of the three but, guys sitting there at the tables birth certificate. I, I understand that, but. You understand that's partisan politics. It was the same. Right. There was the same thing with Bush. There was like there, you know, there's plenty to not like about Bush, and I have a whole list. Oh, of I things. agree with you. I'm but just saying well, whoever is in there who's who's is. not your party's president, if they're not I mean, your I, party, then they they come up with a, a buttload of crap to yeah, to, and, and sli- to is, slide. I've never over. heard. Of, I've never. Have you tell me what, anyway? Have you ever heard him say that the president? was not born in America. Any other president? I don't listen. Even though he was born in America. Right. I don't listen I don't know, to any not, of them. Yeah, I'm I not keeping yeah, up. Yeah, well, I know you don't. I'm just trying to debunk. It's okay, all now so let's pointless get to, the, to me. Let's I don't get to the naval exercises, born. guys. Let's get to the naval exercises, okay? Because that's what those were. Naval and military warships do not sit idle. They're not parked, called up on a phone for okay. 911. They're moving all the time. They're spending money all the time. What they're doing is a naval exercise. I don't really care what they're doing. They're still stealing people's money and spending on whatever the hell they want. And I thank you for the call tonight, Ray, at 800-259-9231. You can make all the excuses for how they spend the, uh, the, the money they've stolen, but it's still stolen. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, don't forget, you can also, of course, uh, visit us. Uh, or you can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. And visit Dale's website, anarchyinyourhead.com. You can take a look at some of his cartoon work. In fact, quite a bit. A couple hundred, I think, at least cartoons up there. Uh, the occasional blog post and video. Anarchyinyourhead.com. Memory Dealers offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, 
excuse me, GBICs and Zenpax X2s. They're on all 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Some of that can be done overnight. It's MemoryDealers.com. So we had Ray call up in Washington to uh, bring up the issue of the, the Armada that was apparently was accompanying Barack Obama into India. He said that, no, that's not true. They're just out on you know a mission or something like that, and uh, that they're not just going to sit there and, and keep an eye on things while Obama's over there visiting. And that he's only spending $3 million or $5 million a day on security and not $200 million a day. And so, so there. And uh, well, I think that there's there's good reporting and there's bad reporting, and I couldn't say. And maybe there is some conspiracy theory around this. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Republicans are making uh, hay out of this where where they shouldn't be, and they're they're blowing the numbers up. And I would hate to, uh, you know, be propagating bad numbers. Well, I don't the, know. The, I think the caller did have a point that these naval ships are, you know, they're out and about doing something all the time. I mean, they have to maintain readiness. That's what the military is squandering like millions and millions. Well, billions. Billions of dollars uh, maintaining readiness. And um, that, it doesn't, know, when, when we're not supposed to have a standing army, frankly. So. It, it doesn't uh, address the, the issue of the, uh, the, the bulletproof tube. The tunnel. No, uh, the tube is, yeah. yeah and, and that, you know, that, it just shows more of this, uh, this, this largesse. And I wouldn't imagine, uh, you know, excuse me, the, the, you know, just, just the way they'll, they'll spin thrift on all kinds of things. And I wouldn't care whether this was a Democrat or a Republican. No, we'd pick on whoever I wouldn't it was. doubt for a second that George Bush would do this kind of thing either. So, In fact, it's probably, what's happening is probably a bunch of bureaucrats that work in the offices who, are, who may or may not, they might be there anyway, and they're probably going to, they're the ones making a lot of these decisions, I'm sure. I'm sure Barack Obama did not order a tube to be built. That's probably the case, and these bureaucrats probably worked there during the Bush administration as well. I mean, it's very rare that the bureaucrats change out significantly as administrations uh, change out. Yeah, they're always going to try new stuff as far as security goes. All that new security is always going to cost more money, and you know yeah. that, that's just the sort of the nature of this thing. I, it, you know, I mean, to me, it's not Barack Obama as much as it's the government, yeah, the office of the presidency, yeah. and the the hoopla that surrounds it. Right, so if it comes across as you know we're somehow anti-Obama, we I don't think it, he was feeling that way. He was, uh, no, I know, I know that, but uh, just to make it clear, uh, we're uh, on this show anti all presidents. I mean, they're all bad guys. Well, all, what what really bugged liked. me about the caller was kind of missing the point that this is really it's all partisan. Like whoever is yeah. who the, the the Republican Party is going to find something about who whatever democrat president is in is in power yeah. the democrat party and the the movers and shakers in the democrat party are going to find something with the republican president and and the other side's going to debunk it and shoot it down and and make excuse they're going to be apologetic they're, that's the other thing is that there's legitimate things that make that are, make sense to pick on them about that their side will be apologetic for us. It's, I see it run rampant. Yep. And uh, I see people, you know, when I was involved in the Republican Party for a while, and they were incredibly, they were such apologists for the war. There were a whole lot of Republicans, and I was one of them, who were against the war. And, and like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, we did it. And uh, a Republican president did it. So, well, OK, well, now we're there. So we have to win. And uh, and blah, and then and then, oh, don't be against our troops because they're you know, they're fighting for their lives and blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you have all these excuses for being supportive of something that you weren't supportive for before. And there's a lot of being apologetic for things that 
you otherwise would be against because your side's doing it. So, yeah, and I, I think that um, I think that race relations in this country gets kicked back a decade or two every time, not every time, but when people use the excuse to say, well, you know, it's because Barack Obama's black that these people don't like him because they don't they didn't know like Bill Clinton either. They, if, they he was, know, if he was a black Republican, they'd like him. They don't know. Right. That's absolutely true. <laughs> it's uh, there's just, lots it's of black Republicans. They're welcome. And it's not about his color. Um, you, you'll not, you won't hear the Republicans generally saying anything like it's about his color. You'll often hear the democrats saying things it's like it's about his color so that to me says the democrats are being racists not the republicans but ray's right that if you go on an anonymous forum like youtube and you read comments there you'll see some of the most hateful angry uh racism that you can imagine in a in a forum like the that inter- the internet's full of idiots that right. does not mean that the, <laughs> and the those people, people that are representing the republicans are racists and That's you have some people who out. are you have some those people are going to be very vocal uh i don't think it's necessary it's necessarily representative of the general public out there who is anti uh barack again because he's democrat and the, and everyone thinks in partisan terms i i don't think that anybody who necessarily everybody who's on a, an internet forum using dropping the n-bomb about about uh, barack obama is necessarily a bigot either i think that you've got a lot of just juvenile idiots out there that will do anything in order to get a little bit of attention for themselves that have nothing in the way of a personality so they'll use for themselves uh you know acerbic language in order to get get a little little bit of attention from someone uh, to take have, that kind of a that yeah. kind of action and then uh you know that that attitude and then place it on the the pundits to me is it's intellectually lazy it's a nasty well, thing it, to do you nailed it too a, a lot of racism i think comes from personal insecurities because someone needs a something to feel superior about mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i've seen i've seen all these racists that are like the most pathetic losers in every respect of their life that you can think of uh, but, but then they're, they're incredibly white, yeah, yeah, I'm white, though. I'm proud to be white. Thank, thank God I'm white. And, uh, that's, that's all they the, got, right? That's what, yeah, that's what they got to be proud about. And I think there's probably re- racists on all sides. I think you certainly have the racist punks that post anonymously on the internet. And then in both of the political parties, you've got likely have racist people, but right, they're you're, just you're not just stupid enough though, to, and they wouldn't be stupid, stupid enough, enough to, put to say it on their sleeve. But yeah. but they don't hate Barack Obama. Even if they are a racist, they don't hate him because he's black. There are plenty of black Republicans out there. Because I just don't he's a think, Democrat. I just don't think you can rise that high um, in the uh, in the media and be uh, much of an overt racist. I just don't think it's no, possible. You couldn't. you couldn't be overt about it, right? Uh, so how many of them they are actually racist is, right. is pure speculation. Right, and if they, if they are racist, it's not worth calling them racist because you don't know they haven't said it. Yeah. A racist is somebody runs around saying something to the effect of somebody is you know different because they're a different yeah. color. And yeah. that's what the, you know, the, the people that are supporting Barack Obama and saying that the Republicans are racist are doing. No, they're saying say that he's they... getting the heat because he's black, yeah. and it's bullcrap. They hated Bill Clinton. They were after his butt all the time, too. Sure. And that's not to say they don't have something that they can be insecure about as well, because when it's, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, they can all feel better about themselves because they're Republicans or Democrats, right? Well, I'm superior because I'm a Republican, or I'm superior because I'm a Democrat. So they all still have that same, or not all of them, but a lot of them still have that same kind of, they're, they're coming from that same perspective of, well, we're, we know better. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can bring up whatever you want. You know, Mark, you mentioned something to me earlier about, I guess, 
the Republicans saying they're going to stop the troop withdrawal from Afghanistan. How yeah. convenient. I think that's very convenient because the Democrats will now have the excuse. They can say, oh, well, he was going to withdraw the troops. <laughs> yeah, he had to wait for a few years because of the generals. The generals told him to. Uh, so doggone those Republicans. They came in there and now they're preventing him from withdrawing the troops. <laughs> so instead of it being Barack Obama, who's actually a warmonger, and just like George W. Bush, they'll be able to push it all off on the, the you know, well, the system is slow, and he had to, you know, listen to the generals, and now the Republicans have ruined it. You can blame the Republicans. He was just about to. That's just, right. He, he was, was going to push yeah. that button in July 2011. Uh. We were so close. Yeah. Yeah. It's awfully convenient. Anyway, let's continue here uh, with your phone calls. Doug is in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Doug. Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, talking about peace and, you know, can we all just get along? Um, hey, Dale was saying that peace is, um, you know, you can have people fighting and throwing each other and, and beating each other up. And if you separate them in the different rooms, you'll have peace. But that's not the same as harmony. So maybe a better word is harmony. And I'm thinking of, like, harmitarian? Well, okay, it sounds like, <laughs> a, you know, for violence or something, you know? Uh, harmist? No? Harmoniest? Harmonist. Yeah, you know, a harmer. Harmer. How about we just stick with hippie peace, Nick? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's pretty good, too. You know who came up with this stuff? I mean, I, I did an essay on this, but I stole it all from Mayor Ruart and um, the founder of the Advocates, Marshall Fritz. Great guy. He's a big wordsmith, too. So, yeah, keep looking for that better word to replace voluntary, so I like that word. Well, I thought we were replacing peace. I like peace, personally. I think I'll keep it. I love yeah. your neo-abolitionist. If that doesn't make him yeah. confused, I don't know. What, what <laughs> the worst thing someone can say about me is I'm a peace, Nick. I'll, I'll get over it. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. Thanks, Doug. Uh, hour two is next. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Second hour of the program, you can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we'll give you the features there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. And Mark. Uh, so we were talking the very end of last hour. I want to get right back into the calls, but add a little more info to this discussion. The very end of the last hour, we brought up uh, – Mark, Mark, you had something in your show prep tonight about how the Republicans are vowing to stop the, the troop drawdown from uh, from Afghanistan. Yeah. Is that right? 
And uh, I, I mentioned that during the last hour, and then I realized over the break, wait a minute, isn't this guy the commander-in-chief? Can't he just go ahead and wave his little commander-in-chief magic wand and say, okay, everybody, you're coming home? How is it the Republicans would be able to uh, to stop that? I, I, I can't answer that question. Um, it sounds to me like resolve is m- really more uh, what's at stake here. Let me read what I've got. It's from um, antiwar.com. It's written by Jason Ditz. Flush with optimism after major victories in yesterday's congressional elections. This is from yesterday. House Republicans have, the day before yesterday, have promised one of their first orders of business is to attack President Obama's July 2011 drawdown date in Afghanistan. Despite the comparative handicap that the president has already disavowed the date months ago. Really? So he's already said, well, we were going to do it by, what was it, July? 2011. But now, screw that. It's going to take longer. Representative Buck McKean has uh, McCohen, whatever, uh, has uh, seen a virtual lock to the head of the House Armed Services Committee. He says that the committee's top priority will be to continue the war in Afghanistan. He's ready. He's ready to have other people kill other people for him. Maybe Mc- there's some kind of political wrangling. Uh, you know what? I remember about. when what you just said, it sounded very familiar, back when Clinton was threatening to get rid of the gays and the, the policy against gays in the military. Mm-hmm. He was just going to get rid of it. He's like, oh, everyone was said, said he's always he's the president. He's just signed an executive order and boom, it's gone. Right. But they they said, well, but if he does that, then they'll just come back and uh, make a a law or an amendment. You know, they'll pass a law and put it in the write it into the into the law. And so there was this this idea that if he did that and didn't work with Congress, who was against it, they were Republican at the time, then it would cause all these problems. And so that was the excuse for why he didn't just do that. So it seems like there's always an excuse, you know, whenever there's, whenever it's someone, someone might have to do something that's unpopular and make them not get elected again mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, then um, there's always some, some excuse for how it's going to cause all this chaos and it's going to upset people. And, and, you know, you have to, politics is about compromise, right? And, yeah, I mean, no, but if nothing this guy ever really changes. To, but if this guy, so Barack Obama, supposedly really wants to bring the troops home, then he should be able to just do it because he is the commander in chief. I, I wouldn't disagree. That, that doesn't mean he won't come up with some sort of reason or an excuse. That's or my thought. He'll come up with something. Right. Because he never wanted to bring them home. No, obviously. obviously. He would have. Right. It's, it's all about coalition building for these people, you know? And I mean, that's, there, I think, t- what's... I, I guarantee you, there's stuff going on behind the scenes. There are deals being made. There are companies mm-hmm. that are threatening that there's, there's, they've got billions of dollars in this war. And, uh, and of course, they're not saying it like that. They're, they're giving excuses for why, but basically expressing that they're going to be very, very upset. And, and we're talking, Probably what turns out to be quite a lot of of uh, potential threats to keeping people in office who want to stay in office and things like that. So there's a lot of compromises happening behind the scenes that that the general public is not going to be privy to. That's if you're wondering why everything is sluggish and nothing ever changes dramatically for the better, uh, and generally doesn't change dramatically at all, other than enlargement of government. It's because a lot of palms are getting greased behind the scenes, and there yeah, are a lot of people. The, the real power is not how people out there voting, and that's all manipulated. That's all. That's all easily manipulated with propaganda and with, you know, things don't change for the better because people that are interested in that don't run for office. They don't. Uh, you yeah. know, they and if they do run for office, they get corrupted. As soon as they do, then they're going to be under the same pressures, and so that's, yeah. 
1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, uh, yeah, so basically, if he wanted to bring them home, he could do so. And as you point out, Dale, he hasn't done that. Clearly, he's not interested in bringing the troops home. But yet, the Democratic adherents out there continue to tell themselves stories about how this man is the Peace Prize winner and that he is, you know, he's he wants peace. He's just... You know, it takes. It's really a while. hard to get peace when when it's your job to kill people. <laughs> I love they gave him the peace prize. Like here are these giant shoes. Now fill them. <laughs> it's just horrible. You know. So uh, you can uh, chime in here, bring up what you want. Let's talk to Mark in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Mark in New York, going once. This is kind of out of left field, but it is a bring up whatever you want issue. It is. Okay. It's. Uh, I don't know if this is the right forum, but nine years out. ago this evening. Oh, Niger, Arizona, the Apache County Sheriff's gunned down Bill Cooper with no less than nine slugs. Now, who's Bill Cooper? I'm sorry. It's, the name sounds Mil- familiar. Milton William Cooper, the author of Behold the Pale Horse. And Not familiar. The government uh, number one uh, Staatsvind, enemy of the state. What was he doing that was uh, enemy of the state-like? He was exposing the uh, New World Order, the Illuminati, the Masons, the... Well, haven't those people been exposed? I mean, there's all kinds of websites about that stuff. Why'd they, why'd they shoot him? <clears throat> they actually, they were, I believe they were trying to serve a warrant. And, um, Are you, you're a little, having... you should be a little worried right now because you just exposed them too. <laughs> <laughs> all right? I don't know. Go ahead. What, what happened was the... Uh, <clears throat> Developed some kind of a ruse at 11.30 at night. He lived up on a mesa in uh, Eager, Arizona. And it appeared to be a bunch of kids that were down there carousing, partying, and whatnot. And when he got down there in his vehicle, found out it was a an ambush. <laughs> and uh, so he quickly motored back to the, to the house. But before he could get to the house, he had been shot down. Um, he was a he was a number one target, uh, much in the way I would imagine Alex Jones would be a target. Now, when was this? When did you say this happened? November fifth, nine uh, two thousand one. Okay, so right they did at- have the internet back then. So why oh, yeah. is it that, that this is? I mean, I'm just curious. The people have called this show before with this Illuminati thing, and uh, I don't have any reason to disbelieve there are Masons. There's a Masonic building right here in Keene, New Hampshire. I've been in their little room where they have their rituals or whatever it is they do. Uh, but uh, it's, it's creepy, actually. <laughs> uh, so I have no doubt that uh, that those you know maybe these secret societies exist. But if they're so dangerous and they're so evil. Why aren't they killing uh, Alex Jones? Why aren't they, you know, just mass exterminating yeah. all the people running websites that are talking about all the evil Illuminati symbols that are hidden throughout Washington, D.C.? And if you just look, you know what to see, and then you'll find it, and uh, there's all this evil stuff and blah, blah, blah. I mean, all that stuff is out there. So why aren't they going th- – if, if they're going to murder this one guy, why was he worth murdering? But uh, the other guys running websites or talking on t- uh, talk radio shows are not worth murdering. Can you explain that? Well, I can't because, uh, you know, tomorrow's another day. Well, that's a nice way to brush off a completely legitimate question about why was this guy being targeted? Uh, Because he was very outspoken against the government. He was ex-military intelligence, uh, an officer in the Vietnam War. We've been speaking out against the government for, uh, you know, half a, over a decade, almost, excuse me, not not quite a decade, but nearly a decade on this program. And uh, we're more popular now than we've ever been in the past. You mentioned Alex Jones. He's another very popular talk radio host, and he's incredibly uh, popular on the Internet. He hasn't been exterminated yet. I mean, what's the deal there? Why, Why do you think that is? 
You know, I can't answer that. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I, I, I just do don't you know. understand why after, but with that, with those very legitimate questions, do you understand why people would approach your story with an incredible amount of skepticism? That he was actually murdered? Well, maybe for, he well, was for that, maybe he was murdered, but for that particular reason. What if? Here's what a thought that came to my mind when you said it is: What if he's, you know, like the rest, like a lot of us, a Second Amendment guy, and maybe he likes to carry around a gun? Maybe Actually, he, he did. Maybe he pulled a gun on these guys. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you one thing: that if, a, if an officer pulls their gun and you pull your gun in response or vice versa, you're going to die. You're going to die. I mean, they that's that's how that goes. If 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 a weapon, uh, I can if, see him being even if they happy. saw one on his hip, they're likely. That's to what I was going to say. They might have just seen it on his hip, and and, and there's, there's some outrageous stuff that happens because yeah. they don't behave very professionally. And they excusing. don't use restraint, and they're concerned about themselves before the people they're protecting. Mark, thanks for the call. I'm not excusing what happened to this guy. If he was murdered by the government, then you know I certainly oppose that. But to claim that he was murdered because he was anti-government or, you know, was talking about the conspiracy theory seems kind of silly to me. It always, it always brings up a certain level of skepticism yeah. to me. You can bring in whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kit Essentials Nutritionally Complete Drink. Providing your picky eater with essential nutrition and great taste in one drink. Visit us at kitessentials.com. To make sure your kids eat healthy, follow the five-a-day plan. Serve three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit daily. Remember, a serving could just mean a piece of fruit or a half cup of veggies. If your kids are picky eaters, ask a nutritionist about other sources. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff on our site. It's all free, and uh, features there include our news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for the various different delivery methods we have, including emailed updates, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get on board. So how does a cruise to Bermuda sound, Dale? Sounds great. (laughs) How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? Even better. There you go. (laughs) This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011, but you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. Dale, you you thinking about going? One of my favorite, probably my favorite vacation ever was a cruise, and I've only gone on one. And I thought it was a great price. Someone told me it was a great price and everything, and we were like triple occupancy for about that much. Yeah. Because uh, we went actually Christmas season or something, so I don't. Uh, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Double double occupancy doesn't isn't bad. No, it's it's just sort of you normal. don't you don't you, all you do on a cruise is sleep in your room. That's right. You are not in your room because you don't want to be in your room. Yeah, it's it's like the whole boat is awesome. There's so much stuff all over the boat, and if if you're relaxing, you're probably doing it in the hot tub or something where they bring you drinks to the hot tub, and <laughs> you know it's there's just not much point in uh, staying in you know and being in your room unless you're sleeping. 
Well, you know, so I, who cares? I, I have mean, read. I remember reading a book for a period of time in my room, um, but I could have easily gone out of the deck of the ship. I just didn't yeah. feel. Oh like yeah, there's there's all these lounge chairs. They've some in shade, some in light. There's always plenty of them open. That was my experience anyway. There was never any any time when you couldn't find a comfortable place to relax out in the open if you didn't want to be crammed up in your room. If if things mm-hmm. go properly, there should be at least a couple of hundred hundred liberty lovers on this boat. Which the best times I've had are yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time on the cruise, but I'd say that the one thing that I didn't feel like I really had was a lot of camaraderie Anyone else with people. Knew? Yeah, yeah, and that that should change everything, um, you know, in this situation because I've really enjoyed Liberty Forum and Porkfest, and this will be less speechifying, more like Porkfest in that way. All right, let's uh, continue here with your thoughts about what you want. Brian is in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dalbert and Mark. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Brian, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, I heard you guys talking about the military and the president's role in the military. I just kind of wanted to chime in on that subject. Go for it. Um, well, a lot of people ask why that the president can't, you know, integrate the militaries with gay service members. And because the reality is under the, the current Constitution, Congress controls the rules and regulations of the military to include what is written in the UCMJ. So, and the president just kind of acts upon that as the executive. Okay, so you're saying that in order to get uh, to allow gays into the military, or in order to remove the "don't ask, don't tell" policy, because they're there, they just you know have to keep quiet. Oh yeah, of course they're there. In order yeah. to remove the policy, you're saying it has to be something that Congress does that that can't be done by the president. Yes, um, Harry mm, Truman, I, don't, I believe, did it. I don't believe that's the case. I think they can change it. The, the the threat was they would go in and write it into law, but he was he was able to do it under under an executive order. I recall that it was just uh, he was under tremendous threat not to do so, or it would cause like it to get written into law. So that's when he started working with them to come up with "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." It was right well, after I got exactly. kicked out of the military for being gay, so I was paying attention. <laughs> I promise, I was well, paying attention. Well, well, Dale, you'd probably be, uh, be more privy to that than I would be. Um, uh, Harry Truman did integrate the Army with African Americans by an executive order. Uh, there was much debate on whether or not it was unconstitutional because Congress is chartered to write the rules and regulations for um, the military. And you are correct about um, he may be able to do it with an executive order. Would, would it survive muster under the Supreme Court at that time when Clinton was thinking about it? Who, who knows? But um, it. It would be better. I'm not saying it would be better because I think they should just integrate the military altogether. You know, no questions asked. But in order to survive a Supreme Court challenge, Congress would most likely have to change that law to begin with. Thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight, Brian. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Now, Dalebert, you wanted to talk tonight about the election. Uh, you haven't been in yes. here all week, and of course, uh, the election was Tuesday. And I almost called in, actually, once or twice, but I you know, I get the opportunity to be on once a week, and I thought, eh, it'd be a better time to talk about it right, on Friday. It won't be terribly long after the election, right? Yeah. So what so, about it? What were well, your feelings? Well, I, I, a couple different thoughts. One of them was, I, I noticed it was kind of not really addressed very long on the show. The the first night after we discovered that we had quite a few people who were free staters get 
elected. Over and, a dozen actual free state project participants right. elected this year. Well, and I know, well, I know that they used to promote that there were four free staters, but I think before this election there had four That's free correct. staters. Three of the but, four were reelected. One was not. The one Democrat was. They're always not. talking about them in such ambiguous terms, though. Like so People ask, well, who are they? And, oh, no, 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 we're not going to say who they are. And, and I just thought that was very odd. And I think kind it's, of, I think it's cowardly, personally. It, 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 well, but they're politicians, you know. Yeah, and and and, and that's sort of, and you'll hear that a lot. Well, that's the nature of politics, you know. We have to. You, you, they're, they're worried about how people are going to react to it and everything. But but it seems it seems to me that, and I think this time especially, like if someone wants to find out, they can find out. I mean, it won't take that much effort. I, I pretty much I know I have a pretty good idea who they are, and I know because I know some people who are free staters and stuff like that, and and you can find out people who are active in free state project, and then go see. Oh, they're now a representative. Yeah, sure. People, and so someone can find out, and so someone that they really have um, nefarious intentions or toward the toward those people, then. Then they They'll can go it. find out, and then it will be it will seem worse then because it wasn't it was like they were trying to be. S- I agree with you. Subversive about it, and I think that I, I agree completely. I don't blame politicians for being scared, uh, but it, that's. They're, they're cowardly politicians. I mean, I hope that someday they'll come out and, and wear it proudly on their sleeve. In the case of uh, Jim Forsyth, who is a Free Talk Live listener and amplifier, somebody who supports this program, he was actually elected to the Senate. Now, De- uh, Dennis Goddard was on earlier this week, and he mentioned Jim's – he talk, talked about Jim. Right. We're how, not outing him. And how right. He, they, he basically said, yeah, I don't mind talking about it. It's well, okay. Right. They attacked right. him as Well, first of all, I am not for outing anyone either. Right. right. I'm actually just encouraging no, the people who won – to, right. to to just not and not I'm not saying get a bullhorn and a T-shirt and put right. it on the on your front page and all that. That's not the point. What I'm saying is just give Don't the Free State it. Project permission to list you on like on their page somewhere to say, look, these are people who came here for the Free State Project and this are some things they're doing and they're being successful at it because and it's great promotion. Jim Forsyth it's, wasn't you know, it's, a, a Jim and it Forsyth. doesn't and it's believable because it's not this ambiguous. Oh, 14 people won really, but you're not telling me who they well, are. And there's well, all the, I agree know, with hold you there. on, I, I like I, you guys are going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lyle, Let's out these people. I but, didn't say no, go to out them. I respect no, them. I think they should out no, themselves. No, but that's okay. Yeah, Look, if you are thinking about the Free State Project and the reason you're not signing up is because some politician that got in there doesn't want to be treated like, uh, doesn't want to be uh, ostracized because he's a Free State Project member, because some of the Free State do, Project members do you really have think done that's what's all kinds happen? of crazy stuff. Wait, yeah. wait, do you ostracized. think that's going to happen? Yes. Because if someone Absolutely. feels that. If that, I was the Republican. Uh, then it's going to happen anyway. If I was, It's going to happen. They're going to find them. Only if they consider them a threat. They'll only consider them a threat if they get a great deal of publicity. Well, and you they start raising that, the, bling, 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 I'm a free uh, stater. You don't think the people that are anti-free state project are aware that a dozen of them won? They read our website. You don't need more of them that are anti-free state project. That's you, And that's what promotion chicken. will create. one 800 This is Free Talk Live. More coming. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. 
You take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231, and join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dalbert. And Mark. And don't forget, uh, some of the different features we have there include our archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you just click and download right on the front page of the website, uh, the last seven days are on the front page, and then if you click into the archive section, you'll find the last few years' worth, all the way back to late 2006, all completely free at freetalklive.com. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You can get paid and promote the use of real money. It isn't like so many other silver currency setups. It's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. Check them out at DellValleySilver.com. Get a hold of Karen to get started. DellValleySilver.com. All right. So uh, you can bring up whatever you want. We're talking with Dale uh, about his thoughts on the election. And, of course, uh, we mentioned many times on this program that we're part of the Free State Project. We made the move, those of us here on the show, made the move here to New Hampshire from various different parts around the country. And some people are coming from around the world. But it's it's a movement of liberty-loving people all converging into the same place and getting active uh, for freedom. And there's different ways for folks to get active. In fact, today I was out at the uh, State House in Concord, not doing typical State House activities, but engaging in the uh, 420 celebration that was going on well, was that you that called me today about going out there did i call you today about going i don't know maybe somebody called me and after and i didn't know who it was at the time when and then after girls I work out your you. itinerary later let's anyway. go with the show <laughs> yeah but that sounds fun i wanted it to was. go yeah it was, stuff it was good um and so we had a good time out there and uh, i don't know where i was going with all that uh, <laughs> see <laughs> but my but point was voting but my oh, yeah, point was don't 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 uh i wasn't suggesting that they shout from the rafters that they're fsp i was well, suggesting no, that they the, give permission to the free state project to list who they, they are meaning on the their that won the, the, uh, the elections uh the free state project participants that because won the it's elections. a success and we should yeah, be bragging should be about it, it and well, promoting successes okay because there are a lot of people who who need to feel optimistic i mean i don't feel optimistic about politics and i have to say you know, I am actually, I sincerely congratulated these people. I am not converted by far, and I'll yeah. go into why I'm not. But I am saying that, that it is a first step, right? Because I need to see the tip of the spear change. You know, I want to see um, a- a- actual less harm from government happening. You know, I'm not saying government gone. I, you know, people, I'm just saying I want to see some, some real progress that's yeah. not just a, we're, we're in there now. Because I've been in the p- position of being in politics where I was, uh, I was able to run and, and know it was so heavily gerrymandered, like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And the political people know what that means. It was, that I could not win, okay? I was a Republican in a Democrat district. I could not win, period. And so I went into it thinking, this is awesome. I can use it as a platform to speak, and I don't have to hold back. Because I can't win anyway. There's nothing to lose. Right. And I could not believe all the pressures that came down upon me to 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 tone down what I say and be careful what I say. And, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I don't get to say what I want to say. I don't get to actually be idealistic, mm-hmm. even though I can't win. And I'm like, those, those are the pressures on me when I couldn't win. And here we have a situation where they can win. They did win. And I expect tremendous political pressures to be coming down on them. And uh, so... That's why I am at this point, I have to reserve my optimism, well, but I am fairly optimistic. It is a first step. I mean, they have shown that, you know, you can come here to New, ha- to New Hampshire and, and uh, this is a significant number of people who got elected. And I think it's impressive. And that's why I think they should tell the FSP, right? That specific, you know, don't do it unless I'm telling, I'm saying, I understand the FSP not saying anything without their explicit 
permission, but sure. I think they should give their explicit permission. Uh, and, and, and I'm not saying they're bad people if they don't or anything like that. I'm just saying do it because it's great. I mean, it's, uh, it should it's give people news. optimism. And fact, that can, it should encourage more people to want to move here. Well, if you look at what happened with Jim Forsyth, I touched on this, but I didn't get a chance to really explain it. Uh, Jim Forsyth, during his campaign, was outed as an extremist in the, in the, in the media. They pro- published a picture of him standing in front of the Free State Project banner. Now, he's not a Free State Project participant. He moved mm-hmm. here before the Free State Project, but he loves freedom and is really you know principled guy. He's sort of like an honorary, sort of. He's, he's, he's a, a friend, friend of, of the, it. Yeah. Of the Free State mm-hmm. Project. And so they, they outed him as this extremist, this radical, and you know plastered him with the Free State Project name. And he, over- apparently, from what I understand, really won with a solid victory and had no problem is- uh, getting did he that get victory. Re- did so- he get reelected? Do no, you know? he was elected for the first time to to state senate to okay. a bigger yes, seat yes. than the uh, the Free State Project people sure. have. Ian, I understand that. That's true, but that's not going to work in every district. Do you understand that, right? No, but it's evidence for these people that are are wanting to stay quiet about being Free State Project participants. It's evidence that even though well, he was plastered with it, he still won. Right, right. You're saying he still won. He didn't win because of it. So he didn't get a whole bunch of extra votes because no he was a friend he, of the Free did. State Project. So why take on the extra burden of being a friend a of the Free State? As, as uh, Dale because, said, putting it on the website. Uh, yeah, put it, let the Free State Project put it on their website. I, well, I think first you're off, it's an it issue up. of timing, guys. And this is the you, you yeah, guys are outside the system activists, yeah. which means you we don't, don't know what you're talking piece. about. I have been there. Wait, but you're I'm right, not done. I'm okay. not freaking done. You guys have been preaching the whole day, time, and you will not let me talk. You're like you're like a couple of little hens. Just settle down for a second. The fact this is, the is problem with politics. The, you get the way coalitions need to be set. These people will be put in their committees. About on December the 3rd. Just, so wait. The, just wait. Just shut up. The Republican <laughs> uh, who's in charge is going to try to break these people up if they, they don't want the conservatives will not want the libertarians coalitioning. And they will coalition so they need to keep their heads down for 28 days. Can you give okay. them, guys? Can yep. you give them 28 days? Yep. We're Can, not all I'm asking you yes. for is 28 days, Ian. You win. I, I would say I don't want it from you, Dale. You're out of this. I, I want say, it from, from Skit Rain Man over here. Let's see them after 28 days. If they would do it, I would really appreciate. I think that would be a great idea. Wait 28 days and then give per- the FSP permission to list your names as winners because you're winners. Yeah, you're you not won. Saying we're going to out them on That's the radio awesome. or anything like that. <laughs> I, I know you're not. I'm like Dale. I'm. I'm going to. Re- if they don't want to be outed, I'm going to respect their wishes. I mean, I think I it's too. chicken s, but. You know that's that's the way politics is, and then people like you get all you know you're yelling and foaming at the mouth. I'm yelling and foaming so at the mouth because you don't shut up, dude. You will not let somebody else who <laughs> disagrees with you speak. Uh, right. That's why we've got a f- show that has open phones. And that you talk over people that disagree with you. Like a shouting madman <laughs> here tonight. Sorry, Mark. You've had plenty of chance right. to, to say your piece. I'm done. Right. Okay. So, and and I and I agree with you. I think we should give them 28 days. Oh, no, we should give them as long as they want. Well, but I think they should. I think they should after twenty eight days. I think go ahead and take twenty eight days. And I think they I should. think it's unreasonable to expect that you're going to wander around and act like a Free State Project member and hang out with Free State Project members and not be outed as a Free State Project member or signer um, over a period of time. I think that you know okay. it, the twenty eight days is a reasonable amount of time. I that's why I think would they not sh- come here and prance about like a Free State Project member um, anymore. I mean, that's just not the way I would do it. I would go, be more covert. Well, I, I, I think that they're going to get, like you said, I think they're going to get outed. So I think it's better for them to out themselves. Uh, but not, you know, not with a bunch of fanfare and everything. Just right. let them list you on the page, yeah, on the Free State Project page. But I'm a Free State Project participant, and then just don't hide it if you're asked about it. That's all. There's no yeah. reason to. Uh, there's no reason to hide it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You want more liberty, and you moved here for it.
It's not hard to ascertain this information about somebody when you meet somebody for the first time and you ask them a question, well, why are you in New Hampshire? Oh, well, as Michelle Seven was telling me the other day, she's you know right out on Front Street about it and she's had no problems talking to people. People have been very interested in the ideas that she is presenting and she, you know, she's calling herself an anarchist. She can feel free to do whatever she wishes. She's not asking for anyone's vote either. Mm-hmm. So, sure. I mean, uh, these are these are just things that th- people are thinking about. That's all. Yeah, I understand. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Let's go unscreened to the phones and the fun. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. You are on the air going once, twice. Well, that's why we don't generally take unscreened calls. <laughs> oh, well. All right. <laughs> well, so, and the- Mm. My other thought about it was, uh, well, other thought is a big thought, but like I said, I was under all these pressures when I was running and I couldn't win. And now that they have one, I think they're going to be under tremendous pressure. And and so the, the reason why I sort of withhold optimism at this point from suddenly going, oh, yay, I'm off for politics now, um, oh, yeah. is because I want to wait and see now what actually is allowed to get changed because I have this – this, there's several factors at work. One is that there's going to be this this notion of, well, things that – compromises that have to be made in order to not – to, to say stay in office mm-hmm. uh I, i've always felt that you needed to change people all of this it's a bunch of people out there the citizens who are keeping the state in place sure. and keeping the infringing on freedom you have to change all of that and this feels like a top-down change so it's it's it, there's a lot of work that has to be done no doubt about know. it 1-800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll-free line you can bring up what you want and take control this is free talk live Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Talk live. You dial in toll free. The number for you 800 259 9231. You can bring up anything you want. 1 800 259 9231. And joining you tonight, it's Ian and Delbert and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Amazon.freetalklive.com is where to go. Lots of stuff you can buy there. In fact, dozens of categories. You know Amazon, they're the world's largest internet retailer carrying. All sorts of products from lots of different vendors. You enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and get the stuff you need, get the stuff you want, and help Free Talk Live at the same time because a portion of the purchase price will go to Free Talk Live if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. The Charles G. Koch Summer Fellowship Program, sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies, provides policy experience and training for individuals passionate about individual liberty and free markets. The program includes an eight-week internship, two public policy seminars, and career training. Participants intern at one of more than 100 think tanks and nonprofit organizations in Washington, D.C. and across the United States, working on issues ranging from privatization to energy policy to free speech. These They offer housing assistance, a stipend. They include participation in, in career workshops. It's libertarianinternships.com. Go there, check it out, libertarianinternships.com. 
All right, so uh, we continue here. You can bring up what you want. Uh, since we've been talking about free state matters, of course, the, those of us here on the program are members of the Free State Project. We moved to New Hampshire in search of more liberty, in search of getting together with other like-minded people uh, to achieve that sort of thing. And Mike Ruff is one of the people that made the move up here. And I'm not sure, maybe it's been a few years, I think, since he made the move. lives out in Manchester. And he wrote something up on his Facebook profile that I thought was pretty great, so I reposted it over at freekeen.com. Come home to the free state. To all my friends and acquaintances who are struggling for freedom elsewhere and see little progress, as many of you may be aware, I have long since become disillusioned with the political process and prefer to do my pro-freedom activism in the social and economic realm. That being said, and while I encourage people to do the same, I don't denigrate the efforts of those principled activists who remain in the political front of the battle. I've said for years that the correct strategy for winning this fight is to push on multiple fronts simultaneously. Our opponents are unskilled and incompetent, which is why they resort to gooferment for their employment, and are severely unbalanced when attempting to focus on more than one line of attack. Now, I, for one, don't really I care disagree. much. I disagree the, with that statement. Go ahead. What? Which, which part? Well, that, they're, uh, that they're, you know, somehow they're lesser individuals, and that's why they went to government. No, I think that great individuals uh, will still be corrupted by government and be inefficient. I think that's probably true. And I also don't like the, the, the fighting mentality. The, the us and them. Yeah, that that uh, we need to to win a battle, and I I don't think that's it. I think that as Dale was saying, or Dalebert rather was saying uh, before, that it's about changing people's minds. And while it's certainly true that the people that work for government are the least likely to quickly change uh, their viewpoint about it, that doesn't mean that they should be looked on as as lesser people. Well, I and I think that um, it's if if in fact people the reason that the people the a bunch of liberty act um, liberty loving candidates got elected is because it may very well be because people are shifting and i and because that has to happen at the same time and then but what i have to acknowledge is that someone can get into a political position and use that to try and change minds you know they, they have a platform mm-hmm. if people are paying attention to politics they have a platform ron a lot of good came out of the ron paul campaign because he had a platform to talk about liberty issues yep, it's so true. it's very possible that that's why they're in there and if that's the case then uh, then, then the candle's burning from both ends. You know, they're up there and they're talking. The people are changing, and then maybe they can actually try and do things and not be opposed because of that. But there's so many different ways. A, I, this is quite one a thing challenge. I, I agree with Mike on is that there are different approaches that need to be taken. I wouldn't Indeed. call it a battle or fighting, but different approaches uh, will bring different people on board with the ideas of freedom. And in fact, I was on the uh, the website for the or the Facebook page for the Manchester affiliate of LRN.FM, the uh, the wonderful folks that are that are running their own radio station out there. And somebody had posted there that he was in an office recently. I forget what kind of office it was. I don't know if it was a doctor's office or wherever it was. But he was in some some office for an interview. And he actually heard that that radio station being played in the office. Interesting. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, our Liberty <laughs> station is being played. LRN.FM content being played in somebody's office somewhere in Manchester. Pretty cool. Who knows how many offices that's happening. I love to listen to the LRN content on the radio when I drive my car in. And, Me too. Uh, and the radio's actually working because it's, it's hit or miss. But um, when I... I, it, it doesn't go all the way out to my house, so I know the spot where I can start getting mm-hmm. in, and I push that seek button right there, not the seek button, but the, uh, the, the, the memory button right then. So in a blatant attempt, back to Mike Ruff, uh, to get you folks to move here to the Shire, you folks being people that are not here in New Hampshire, uh, people who love liberty and are frustrated, perhaps, with the lack of advancement of said liberty, wherever it is you live, 
This is what he's trying to do. Yeah, use. wherever you live that's not New Hampshire, you're to frustrated. Encourage you to make the move and actually see some of the more immediate and tangible results from your efforts. I'm announcing the tactical victory of our in the system political folks. Before yesterday, there were, or before Tuesday, uh, there were four FSP movers who'd been elected to the New Hampshire State Legislature. Today, there are at least 12. Add to this the as yet undetermined number for the, of, for the most part, or at least some part, fellow travelers who were endorsed by the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. Yeah, that's like a hundred people in the order to a hundred to one hundred and thirty folks who were elected or reelected. Sadly, our one mover state rep who ran as a Democrat was not reelected, but he is being replaced by a mover who ran as a Republican, which is also outlines the importance. Because maybe you're right, Dale, and maybe minds are changing, or maybe it was just that they elected Republicans and these free staters happen to run as Republicans, so they happen to get in. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, but uh, but either way. Having liberty activists in both parties is, I think, a very important thing to – if if you're going to be doing politics, it makes sense to get involved in the existing parties because here there's just – there's just not that much going on as far as the, the people that are the activist types in these parties, in these other parties. It's always going to be a true statement, but in New Hampshire it's true, and New Hampshire's yeah, a small place. There aren't very many people. I remember going to, for whatever reason, I can't even remember why, I happened to uh, end up with a friend at a, at a Democrat uh, party meeting in Bradenton, Florida or mm-hmm. something like that. There were a dozen people there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, when, when you're talking about sending, here in New Hampshire, you can actually get a dozen people uh, in a relatively short period of time to go with you to some kind of activism and there were 50 so you could, people out front of the state house today yeah and, and you have a little bit of success and they'll be back so you could very well take over uh, relatively quickly or or uh i don't know dilute a um yeah. you know a, a county at the very po- least you get your ideas party. in there yeah at the very least you'll get your ideas in there and in the in the dis- discussion and if it's true that there are only a couple dozen active folks in any given area in both the political parties then it's not hard to you know to actually get involved you said mark when you were at the libertarian the republican convention this year they guess they get the statewide convention you yeah. went to that uh, you said it was crawling that was i think the term you used crawling with uh, free state project participants oh yeah they're uh, everywhere everywhere so, i would like that to be true about the democratic party as well i think that would be great I don't know if it is true. I don't think it is at, at, at this point in time. But anyway, back to Mike Ruff. He says, uh, so, and I can't let the opportunity pass to issue official props and kudos, and they're official because they're mine, and I said so, and I'll take anyone in the best three out of five who dares to say different, to the outside-the-system activists. We agorists and similar folks have been steadily growing the free market economy here in the Shire and succeeding in our economic and social activism. There are a number of new porcupine clubs which have been established around the state, and these are actual clubhouses and businesses rather than just debate and discussion groups. There's at least one porcupine ice cream maker, and their products are delicious and reasonably pl- uh, priced as well. I agree. I know who he's talking about. And we have the beginnings of some porcupine food suppliers. Looks like eggs and some meats right now, but raw milk and other items are soon to come. I've been hearing that there may soon be porcupine-owned limited-service restaurant gaming cafe in Manchester. To get my personal plug-in, I continue to provide mediation and education services to the porcupine community, and I hear rumors that up uh, upstate there may be another individual providing some mediation services as well porcupines by the way uh porcupine is the the mascot of the free state project so that's kind of an alternate term for for free staters uh oh and there's soon to be major supplier of adult education services the informal university these folks are finishing out their first session providing extremely reasonably priced education in a number of subjects you can see their website at informal 
dot org. And I know that started up very recently, and I think they've gone through some of the their initial sessions, and I, I believe they're looking for new uh, people to come and teach classes on different topics. Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting concept. Yep, informalu.org. Andy points out we've got a few pirate radio operations, uh, stations in operation, quite a few, or quite a number of regular podcasts, and of course, our own nationally syndicated radio show, Free Talk Live. So get here now. I'm serious. Drop that crap you're doing where you are, pack up your S, and move to the free state. At least come visit, meet some of your over 1,000 comrades in the fight for liberty who've already moved and started not just fighting, but actually winning. Come hang out with folks where your arguments will not be whether or not the government is evil, but over how fast we should be shutting it down and how we will do it. Don't uh, do it now. Don't make excuses. Mike Ruff. So if you want to take his suggestion, you can go to freestateproject.org, get yourself signed up over there, and then once you've done that, if you can get here by the end of 2011, you can sign up for the Next 1000 pledge at pledgebank.com slash next1000, and you can pump up those numbers as well, because we need more people here sooner rather than later. The sooner we can get more people here, the more exciting things we'll get, and the more people will want to come here and get get active. You know, I, it, I hate to be, beat a dead horse, but, um, you know, I was looking at the, uh, the who are the folks that do the, the Massachusetts Libertarian thing, Michael Cloud? And, Carla Howell. Yeah, Carla Howell. You know, really great activists. And they were trying to get the uh, the, the sales tax reduced from 6.5% to 3% uh, this most recent election. And the people in Massachusetts Voted for a higher sales tax. Wow. It, it's just so sad that the people worked so hard in order to uh, get this stuff done, and it's just it's it's like it's like beating back the waves. See you next hour. Coming up, parents of America, beware! The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com/ftl. That's y-e-r-k-i-s-h.com/ftl. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters, mothers, cover your sons' ears, and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yorkish.com slash FPL. program and you as always can take control of the airwaves bring up anything you want 800-259-9231 that is the SACL CAI toll free line 1-800-259-9231 and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there uh, they're all completely free for you that's freetalklive.com joining you tonight it's Ian and Dalbert and Mark all right so uh, again you bring up anything otherwise coming up Mark you're going to tell us about a false parking ticket but first, you've got an email that you wanted to share with us regarding the voting issue. Since we've been just beating that horse to death, let's give it a few more blows. What's this guy have to say? On on voting? The voting email. Yeah, I, uh, I Actually, I'm sorry. I, I thought I had that up. Oh, yep. You and, told me you'd had it, but that's okay. We can always move on to something else. Hold on. Just give me give me one second here let's on this. Let's talk about the 5th of November. Uh, remember, remember the 5th mm. of November that, of course, uh, today is the 5th of November. Normally, we don't date our shows, but uh, this is... Uh, special day there's some controversy surrounding this now there's a lot there's of libertarians lot of at odds with each other over, over whether we should be 
celebrating Guy Fawkes, which is what it's based on indirectly, really, because it's really more about V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta, but yeah. V for Vendetta references Guy Fawkes, and, and he wears v a Guy Fawkes mask. Uh, v, v was v, very violent yeah. in what he did. Uh, so, of course, we are people on this show promoting the ideas of peace and and liberty, and um, and V for Vendetta was a great movie with a lot of themes that I think uh, resonate. Violence works great in movies. I, yeah. I, I have a hard time as a Quaker coming to terms. You know, I, I you know. Uh, th- some of them are just too violent for me. You know, there's, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not so much whether there's violence, but whether it's kind of like glorified and sort of meant to be um, sort of well, cathartic. Like, oh, yeah, that sock it to the bad guy. Yeah. You know, that bothers me more than sort of things that are just sort of um, uh, sort of unavoidably violent, it seems like. And uh, that does happen a lot. And it bothers me. But, but V for Vendetta was was fairly violent and kind of in a cathartic violence kind of. Yeah, that I shouldn't but the end be so of the movie with. wasn't very violent. The end of the film, uh, should we give this away? Has anybody not seen V for Vendetta? Yeah, yeah, if they haven't seen, seen it by now, then might want to turn you know, this it's their problem now. But uh, I can, we can speak generally about it. But the end of the movie, there's this big buildup of, uh, of people and there's these troops and the troops are ready to shoot the people and the people ha- all have the V masks and, and uh, it ends up not being a violent ending to, uh, to that, uh, that portion of the right. film. Uh, the, what, there's what, a lot of explosions, but I think the implication is there's no people in the building or something that was the implication yeah. yeah he so. was blowing up unoccupied uh, structures at the time at which he he did his 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 exploding um but yeah clearly there's a lot of uh, debate amongst the liberty community as far as you know who was this this v character um you could point out that he actually kidnaps evie at some point and holds her against her will i mean that certainly isn't i mean it's just for her own good right it's to uh <laughs> The only way to protect her, kind of thing, because she was now associated with him, and well, to you know, to also open her to certain concepts or ideas, maybe that she might have. uh, It's a story, and uh, you know, violence isn't okay, and that's you know, that's where one has to take it. It's it's fine to watch these movies, but should the Liberty people be you know eschewing V? Should we be not using his his visage, if you will? His mask. I don't think it's worked up to this point. I mean, there hasn't been crowds of people in Guy Fox masks standing in, in solidarity with the liberty movement. So I think that uh, it can probably be let go. I think masks make people uncomfortable. And I, you know, it seems I, I like you're up to something subversive because you're concealing your identity. So and you've got a, a, a thick and a pencil thin mustache. Um, <laughs> it that does, doesn't help. It does look like, yeah, he looks like the guy who ties the lady to the railroad tracks, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked the. I thought the movie was great. I thought it. Had I did. A lot it of, is a great uh, movie. I still like to watch it over and over again. It, it so has I don't know a what lot to think of themes that. that are very, I think, re- resonating with people of a liberty mindset. And certainly the the speech that V gives over the tele uh, the television at the one point where he breaks into the official state broadcast and he plays his three minute speech. Uh, to the you know this nation of people that he and he actually blames them you know he says look look in the mirror yeah the problems are here because you didn't do anything about it and i think a lot of the things that he says uh, are very useful to the ideas of freedom it's just the whole yeah it's a powerful thing. speech in there yeah. I, I think there's also the reference back to guy fox is uh actually something that's a big controversy as well yeah this is nothing to do aside from the violent whether it's violent versus nonviolence controversy. Because There's, Guy Fox wanted a new government. Guy, Guy Fox, yeah. Well, apparently, you know, and, they, and a lot of people will say, well, he was Catholic, and the government was very was definitely oppressing Catholics at the time. You know, it was a Protestant government, and you were expected to be Protestant. Catholics didn't have the same equality as other people, and so, um, but you know, a lot of people said, well, he would have instituted a theocracy for Catholicism. You know, 
Uh, so it was so, a very real scare at the time. He wasn't anti-government so much as he certainly wasn't anti-government. He was anti-that that government, government at the time. But you know the the fact that he was willing to do something about a government that was oppressing him. You well, know, as it tends to be so. with many terrorists. I mean, that, that he was essentially a terrorist yes, up against yes, exactly the other terrorists, yeah. up against the terrorists that are the government. So we know the government are terrorists, and he we was know a less successful terrorist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe it was wrong for V for Vendetta to to have been inspired by uh, the violence of that, and you know maybe it's well, wrong to. You're writing a story that's gonna, um, you know, that, that that is going to capture people's imagination, and yeah. that it's it's effective for that. A whole so, lot of it is about firing people up and making them feel revolutionary. Like mm-hmm. you know, there's some really bad crap going down, and we got to do something about it. So. I think that I think that it redeemed. I think the movie redeems itself by not having. Uh, from a liberty perspective and a, and a peaceful perspective, by not having a violent ending, there's not some big mass uh, c- c- clash at the end. There's yeah. not yeah. A, a huge conflict uh, that is bloody, like you'll see in Braveheart or they, something like all that. All the people, all the people show up. They're in mass numbers. They're not afraid of the right. troops that are out there, the SWAT teams that are ready to deal with them. They show up and they've got lots of numbers, so they feel confident. And they they don't. Uh, no violence breaks out. Uh, and the they troops come are out. too scared to do anything. They're not going to yeah. open fire on this mass of, of peaceful unarmed people that. And they take the mask off, and you see all the people. Um, it was beautiful. It made me, know, it was, it it was made me cry, I think, uh, first time I saw that. Yeah, it's it a, did choke me up, too. It's a, it's a real moment. So uh, if you haven't seen V for Vendetta, and we haven't ruined it for you here, I don't think we have. There's some great meth- uh, moments, and it's worth going out and renting it tonight. I, I don't it's, think there's anybody would have, would have any expectation of not having the movie run, ruined for them at um, this point. I mean, I remember Gardner Goldsmith not wanting to tell the end of the original Planet of the Apes on this show. Come on. I mean, <laughs> at some I point, seen it. I, at some point, people don't have any expectation, you know, should not have any expectation that a movie is going yeah. to be kept pristine for them. Sure. <laughs> uh, Mark, did you pull up that email? Yeah, I've got it right here. Sorry about that. So this is from uh, David. I heard your discussion of why people should or shouldn't vote earlier this week, and a very important reason to vote was not really brought up in the show that I heard. A reason and, to vote. Yeah, a reason okay. to vote. And I vote in order to show the disapproval with the system and or the candidates. I go out and vote knowing full well that my choices will not win. That's likely a libertarian vote, right? Or maybe he's doing some write-ins or something like that. Sure. What I want the politicians to know is that I disapprove of them. And voting is one way that um, uh, to do that using the means that they uh, pay very close attention to. If you abstain from voting, the politicians may, absu- uh, may assume that you either endorse them or that you're apathetic and therefore not worth considering. I want them to know that with- without a doubt that I vote and that I don't approve of them. And I think that this is, you know... It's valid. Uh, yeah, it's valid. As long as you're voting... You've uh, never mentioned it. For a libertarian in that case, because if you vote for a Republican or Democrat, they're going to think that you are endorsing them. Even if you are, even if you're voting against the other candidate, uh, the person who wins will always think that my yes. me- my oh, methods yeah. and ideas are wonderful and people love me. I I, I, I agree that if uh, that that a vote for a politician is what they're going to agree, they're going to believe that that's a vote for them and not. <laughs> right. with, with the vast majority of them are in fact votes against them against the other guy. I would think you're probably right about. That. And they know that by the way they campaign, right? Because negative campaign. Works so very well. It really does. I mean, they you you put down the other guy because then people are like, you know, then they're like, oh, holy crap, we can't let that guy get in. And even though this one's not perfect, yep. 
That other guy's so awful. Listen to those campaign ads. Look right. how awful he is. If you get only get your information from campaign ads, and that's happened to me and before it, on candidates. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have I have done this, or I'll find out one or two things about a candidate, and I immediately write them off. No, this is bad. Yeah. I don't know anything about the other can know enough about the other candidate um, to know what they think on the subject. I just know that this other guy's bad, and I'm going to vote against him. And, and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's really it's not a great way to, to to vote. But in fact, people do it all the time, and I think it just goes to show how irresponsible people are with their votes you know these people are not responsible enough with their votes to rule over me and it's great for the politician because now they only have to be better than someone else who they've already torn down and that means they can be more moderate and try to satisfy everybody and not tick anyone off as much as the other guy does you bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll free 800-259-9231 that is the SACL CAI toll free line and this is free talk live how does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. There is low... As $535 double occupancy, go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got, of course, our webcam there. You can watch, you can listen, you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners uh, via the chat room that's built into the very same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. Uh, to do that, that's cam.freetalklive.com, and the webcam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. Uh, you want to go over there if you're looking to get uh, XFPs and GBICs and Zenpacks and XFPs and all kinds of optical different transceivers. optical transceivers. Uh, so memorydealers.com, one of the uh, the big sponsors behind this uh, this program. You can go there and uh, learn about how they offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including even private labeling. Uh, and major equipment uh, manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship you overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. And again, they bring uh, bring the cam to you at cam.freetalklive.com. So, uh, let's continue here. Mark, you had something about a false parking ticket, and I want to know what that's all about. Well, you know, it's it's just a, a case where you actually catch them with their little hands, dirty little hands in the cookie jar. And, you know, people I, I, I people that believe that these uh, government officials are generally good folks will probably just dismiss it as somebody who got angry. But uh, Denver, this is, uh, where did I get this from? Freedomsphoenix.com, I believe. Uh, Ninenews.com. A parking enforcement officer took revenge on a driver who called him a meter maid by asking a coworker to write a, uh, the driver a false parking ticket. Nine wants to know has learned. The parking officer then mailed the $150 handicap parking ticket to the uh, driver late. So the time had he re- by the time he received it, the fine had doubled. <laughs> this is a $300 ticket. Joshua Miskels of uh, Denver said. So the guy never had parked in a handicap space. No. 
Let me, I'll tell you the story and just how egregious this is, how silly it all is. People get uh, criticized every day and it doesn't give them the right to just write a ticket and fake a fake ticket to boot. Missiles admits he got angry with the enforce, uh, enforcement agent. On, well, they're uh, all fake tickets, but anyway. <laughs> August the 19th, 2009, he had run into the bank to cash a check and when he came out, the officer had issued him a ticket for not having a front license plate. Missiles said he had a front license plate. It was in the window because that's, there were no holes in his bumper to place it in the front of the car. Mm-hmm. I told him it was bullcrap ticket. And if he'd uh, seen my license plate in the window, then that there's no reason, uh, nowhere else to put it. Missile said he called the uh, the officer a meter maid and told him to get a real job. And that's when he uh, got upset and put um, and got on the phone. And Missile says he was telling me, come on, um, get out of your truck and let's go. So a guy was wanting to fight. The cop was saying that? Yeah. Instead of fighting, mm, a missile says geez. he drove off well, and eventually got... Assaulted uh, his manhood. <laughs> forgot all about it. Several days later, he received a second parking ticket <laughs> in the mail, claiming that he had parked in a handicapped parking Surprise! slot. Surprise! At 1614 18th Street, just nine minutes after he had been ticketed for ha- not having a front license plate mm-hmm. in, on 17th Street. Um, it wouldn't... I, I wouldn't have parked in a handicapped space because I'm not handicapped, Missile says. The uh, second ticket was written by an officer, John Culhane, uh, who may very well have been this other guy's gay lover. While Missile's uh, paid the ticket um, for no license plate, he decided to fight the handicapped parking ticket and went on went before the De- Denver parking magistrate. Magistrate for parking. Mm-hmm. The officers got caught when the judge noticed that it would have been Im- physically impossible for Culhane to have uh, spotted the ticketed, mis- uh, ticketed Missile's in a handicapped parking spot. Ticket, Why? Re- ticket um, reports obtained by Nine Wants to Know uh, show Calhane issued a parking citation at whatever this address is. Nine minutes later, Calhane issued one for the handicapped parking ticket at a location 12 miles away. Nine minutes, 12 miles. And uh, the records show Calhane wrote a third ticket six minutes after that near the first location. Um, and so wherever. So so wait, meaning they looked at his tickets that he wrote a per- before and after the ticket that was sent to this gentleman. And they found out, yeah, there's no way he could have gotten across the city in that amount of time. Yeah, these guys just, you know, they just made stuff up. And it was. But had he been obvious. in that area, then he would have been screwed pretty much. Yeah, right? probably. I'm sure he would have. Yeah. It's uh, not ethical to write a citation falsely. Ann Williams, a spokesperson for the Denver Department of uh, Public Works, the behavior of But the- it's entirely ethical to aggress against peaceful people. <laughs> well, I you know, I think that this uh, this shows that um folks of all stripes, it doesn't matter how piddly their little bit of power is, will abuse it. Oh that yeah. These government agents will abuse their power and And how many times do they abuse their right. so-called power? I mean, I would say that any power over human beings is abuse. Period, but I mean, how many from this perspective, how many times do they do this kind of crap and get away with it? Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, a lot more than we hear about. Yep. Yeah, that that much is true. And I think this that, is just uh, kind of a caught red-handed case. So obviously they're doing it when they don't like someone. Yep. Yeah. And how often can you actually uh, subpoena all the information? Well, how about all these tickets that you wrote? I need to know the times the tickets you wrote during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't considered doing that. <laughs> so it's um. Well, we've got it easy here. I mean, when you went to uh, you got a parking ticket, you went in. Both actually, the both of you have mm-hmm. done this now. You've gone in to the police department. You've told them you want to get your trial, and they schedule the trial, and then they. <laughs> I want to say it. we had it easy because they they really fought with me to give me a trial. They didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, each time sure. it, it got a little harder. The second time because it was a company car, mm-hmm. and I was the, I was the manager of the company. I worked for the company, and I had permission to drive it. And I was the manager of the company, so I was a, presum- a representative for the company and should be right. able to take it to trial. But um, uh, but they tried to give me a fight on that. 
and uh, they absolutely were refusing to give me a trial. I said, uh, well, um, then write down on – give me in writing why you're refusing because I'm just the manager, not the owner. And, and, and they're, nope, we're not going to do that. We're just – you know. And I'm like, well, you know, you're, all right, you're declining me a trial. I, I mean, get my camera. You can decline on camera. <laughs> and then the, the, the supervisor was out there, and he talked to me and said, just bring the paperwork showing you're the manager, and we'll set you up with a trial. So that's what I had to do. It was a big pain in the butt. I had to go back home, get paperwork, and bring that it back. Sucks. But I did get a trial, and then uh, – But now you know it, next it got, time you're going to I went to an arraignment, scheduled the trial – I got, they actually gave me an arraignment. I, I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be the trial itself. I thought right. a parking ticket. Yeah. Surely it's going to be the same day. It's great, isn't no, it? No, no. They mean, give you an arraignment. Time they waste. Yeah. So they give you an arraignment. I come in and schedule a trial. I was yeah. like, oh, is this not the trial? He's like, no, this is an arraignment. I'm like, okay, yeah, not guilty. Want a trial? So then we get a trial scheduled for months later, mm-hmm. and then eventually, they you know, it. it's 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 uh, it would have been still a month from now. And about two weeks ago, I got a letter saying nice. it had been null prost. So. Fantastic. Oh, so next time, if you just bring the paperwork, hopefully that'll avoid you the trip if you bring the the corporate paperwork yes. or whatever. All right. Yes. Well, in my case, um, I still fight me, though. I'm sure. I didn't oh, yeah. own the car at all. They gave me a trial for and they never even asked for proof that I might own this car. <laughs> they just, they just gave me a trial. I brought them in a ticket. They all gave right, me a trial, trial for it. Give them one. I could have taken the ticket off of anybody's car and brought it in and said, I oh want a trial. Oh, my God. Now, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be wrong oh. to do that to people, but uh, <laughs> oh, man. can we handle this for you? Just well, take you know what? What's the, worst ca- what's the worst case? They find you guilty and you're supposed to pay the fine, so pay the fine for the person. For that person, yeah. So it doesn't hurt them. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny that, stuff. I don't know. That doesn't seem so bad. All right. Let's, let's go around and start snatching up people's parking tickets and take them to trial. Charles <laughs> is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Charles. Hey, uh, good evening there, hey. gentlemen. What's on your mind tonight? Well, a uh, good friend of mine up here who's uh, uh, been a longtime listener encouraged me to give a call in because there was a gentleman who called up earlier who brought uh, up uh, – a great patriot uh, that uh, lost his life a few years back, uh, November 5th, 2001. And uh, the gentleman mentioned his name, Wilson Cooper. I happened to be a friend of his, and there was a couple of questions that you guys had that uh, the, la- the caller previous couldn't answer. Okay, um, yeah, his speculation was that this man was murdered because he believed in some Illuminati conspiracy theory. And we'll uh, come back. You're welcome to address uh, whatever you'd like here in a moment. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in, take control of the airwaves, toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here. And Delbert. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Archives are right there at the top of the page. Enjoy them all the way back to late 2006, courtesy of HostGator. HostGator.freetalklive.com. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. And if you use the portal that we've created, hostgator.freetalklive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. 
All right, 800-259-9231. We're back on the phones here with Charles in New Hampshire. Earlier tonight, somebody called in to bring up the story about a man whose name apparently is William Cooper, uh, was allegedly murdered by people in the government. The guy that called earlier suggested that his murder had to do with the the, uh, the claim that this man was, I guess, a supporter of certain conspiracy theories regarding the Masons and the Illuminati, and uh, that he, because he was so-called anti-government, that's why they uh, exterminated him. And, of course, my question was, well, first of all, I don't want to minimize the fact that this guy was murdered. I mean, if that's what happened to him, that's horrible, and I don't think that should should have been the case, especially if he was if he was being peaceful. And it could very well be something horrible, like just because he was, had a gun on his hip or something, and yeah. the cops may have been trigger-happy or who knows what. They've been, certainly what, been known to do that. So. Yeah, I don't know what the circumstances are, but uh, you know, I certainly don't support people being murdered. But at the same time, I also am you know, questioning towards the idea that he was killed because he stumbled onto an Illuminati conspiracy. I mean, there are people out there that are... That are they've got websites dedicated to this Illuminati stuff. And well, and of course the implication is, well, that means it's true, right? If he I was murdered the over that, then there must be something to it, right? But there are all kinds of people out there that are advocating the very same things, I would imagine, and they haven't been exterminated. So why exterminate this one advocate versus not the others? Uh, and maybe Charles has an answer for us. What did you want to share tonight, Charles? Go ahead. Well, you you guys are bringing up a lot of uh, really important uh, points. Oh, the first I'd like to share is. Uh, the term anti-government, I, I would say that that is definitely uh, a good definition of William Cooper. Actually, he was uh, pro-Constitution and uh, uh, anti-aggression. Uh, yeah, I don't like the term anti-government either, but that's the term the earlier yeah. caller used. Uh, I prefer pro-freedom. Yes, yeah, and I'm just, uh, just uh, focusing on that term, not not the person who said it, including yourself or, or, or the gentleman earlier. But, um, you know, um, Cooper, you know, was a really supporter of, of course, Ron Paul, Ron Paul back in 88 when uh, Congressman Paul ran as a libertarian for presidential uh, um, that year. But I think the it, Illuminati it, it, is actually interfering with your phone call right now. They don't want the word to get, oh, <laughs> yeah. the word to Boy, get out. I, I hope, I hope Tell not. you what, I'm going to put uh, you on hold. We'll see if maybe we can get you into a, uh, a better cell. I know that he's got something that he wants to get out there, but I, I don't know about you guys. But it's it sounding really hard. bad. I, yeah, can't, was, I can't make out most of what he's saying. It was about the Ron Paul. He, I heard that the guy supported Ron Paul that, yeah. uh, that I got from uh, from that information. So, so don't uh, support Ron Paul or someone will come and you murder you. You get murdered. So 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. As always, you can bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. Um, So Barry Cooper has been attacked, and not physically, but uh, in the, uh, the Internet world by a former law enforcement officer. Uh, or maybe he's a current law enforcement officer. Anyway, he's somebody who doesn't like very much about what uh, Barry Cooper has to say. Lieutenant Andrew Hawks, 19 years of law enforcement experience, B.A. in criminal justice, blah, blah, blah. He's a graduate of the uh, Management Institute of Law Enforcement in Texas, a Master Police Peace Officer Certificate. And this guy is upset. He does he, not He's like- written a cracked article, it looks like. Top 10 stupid things. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the story is from policelink.monster.com, the nation's law enforcement community. 
So he's written up a piece about Barry Cooper and the top ten things an ex-cop turned pro-drugs has said. Oh, God, I'm I'm glad Um, that no one has put together the top ten stupid things that Mark Edge has said. Because they're (laughs) out there. I mean, like, I've said an incredible amount of stupid stuff throughout the years. And, I mean, if you go, if somebody decides to take the top ten and and put them together, I'm going to feel kind of foolish. But, you know, I'd like to know the top ten dumb things this guy said. Well, it bugs me, too, that he's calling him pro-drugs instead of anti-drug war. Well, Barry Cooper's pretty much pro uh, marijuana i mean he'll he'll you know he'll he'll go ahead yeah but he's not pro drugs i mean he's not pro all drugs i I think he's anti-drug war i'd say he's anti-prohibition and pro marijuana Yes, but in, that's in his a big difference days. from pro drugs. But to, not to a person who uh, believes uh, that all drugs are drugs. Yeah, to, to, if you're pro marijuana, then you're pro drugs. As far as a cop, but from not if you're pro prescription drugs, then you're not pro drugs. Right, well, right. That's uh, if it, as long as it's government approved, count, boy, government approved. You got a permit from your doctor, who's been given a license from the government to do that. Then it's okay. Then it's not drugs. Yep, that's that's pretty much how it uh, boils down. So I think you'd be amused by what this guy has to say here and maybe somewhat angered by it as well because he's you know, just a, a thug cop. Uh, he writes as follows. Uh, this is, again, Andrew Hawks, uh, police lieutenant. Starts out with a quote from General Patton. May God have mercy upon my enemies because I won't. Like most cops, I was seriously angered. Because cops have, a lot of them have anger issues, uh, anger management problems. Uh, when I heard about a certain ex-cop and how he'd gone from being a police officer to teaching criminals how to smuggle dope. It doesn't matter where you're from, a traitor is a traitor. And a traitor has no friends, only enemies. So I decided to take the advice of the great General Patton and watch this certain ex-cop's video just so I could know thy enemy. It wasn't long into the video when my anger turned into disgust as I watched him give advice that was not only stupid, it was downright dangerous. So I felt it was my duty to come up with this top ten list in hopes that some people out there will think twice before they buy this video. And of course he's talking about Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted series where uh, this is where he made the splash a few years ago when he released Never Get Busted Part 1, uh, which showed you uh, in many different suggestions as to how to travel with uh, with. With marijuana, and then in Never Get Busted uh, Part Two, he then talked more about how to grow marijuana uh, without getting caught. And so, and there was even some controversy within the marijuana community or the the anti-prohibition community about what Barry had to say. So here's what a cop had to say about it. Number ten, quote from Barry, allegedly, right? We're we're taking his word as uh, far as these being Barry's quotes. Never carry more dope with you than you can eat. Unquote. He implies here that if you are smuggling dope and get pulled over by a cop, simply swallow your dope. Most experienced officers have been in a situation where someone has swallowed dope and had to be rushed to the emergency room to have their stomach pumped so they wouldn't die. Eating well, an overdose. Say, well, hold on. He's right. saying this about marijuana. He's not making it clear. Right. He's, he's using he's the term ob- dope. obfuscating here. Oh, um, yeah. Because, again, he said, he said pro-drugs. Right. When, in fact, he might be considered pro-marijuana, certainly Kids. anti-prohibition, but ridiculously absurd to refer to Barry Cooper as broadly pro-drugs. Right. Well, don't take more crack than you can eat, and I don't suggest eating any crack. I think dope, yeah. uh, the, word, the word dope typically refers to, to marijuana, though, doesn't it? it? it no, it can to refer to things. cocaine. Oh. I mean, it can refer well, to... Well, yeah, I wouldn't swallow a, cocaine. It's a general uh, term, I think, but for But Barry drugs. Cooper's never told anyone to do that. No, never. In fact, the whole video is about marijuana. The entire Never Get Busted video yeah. is about how to, to conceal and to transport marijuana. And so this he's off. You're right, Mark. Obfuscation is the correct word here. This cop is making it sound like Barry is advocating that you eat a bunch of heroin. (laughs) And that's not what Barry was saying at all. Yeah.
But he's he's correct. The cop is correct that yes, if you eat things like heroin, then yeah, you could overdose and kill yourself. No doubt about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But no uh, one has ever ever overdosed and died on marijuana. You know, and well, you could get really, really high. No evidence of it, I don't think. <laughs> there's the one story. There's one story I heard about years ago about a, a, a drug smuggler who actually had hash in balloons in his intestines, and uh, he swallowed hash uh, hash balloons. Uh, yeah, that's what you do in some cases if you're and a hash drug is super concentrated THC Correct. essentially. And what happened was the, uh, the the balloon one of the balloons burst open inside this man while he was on the airplane. And allegedly, he did die from some level of, of poisoning from that. So don't eat mm. a balloon full of hash and uh, travel across it's the country. It's really, really hard to yeah. overdose on marijuana. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. If you, if you pop in a bud in your mouth because you're, you know, a cop pulls you over, you're not going to do anything but get high a little bit later on, and that's not going to be a problem. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you'll get high if you eat marijuana. There's no doubt Without about it. Without cooking it or oh, heating absolutely. it up or Oh, absolutely. Mm. I've ground it up in a coffee grinder, put it into gel caps, and uh, just popped them. Oh. It works. More coming up. You can take control and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? NHmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts. All free at NHmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. This is Free Talk Live. The moments remain. Enough time maybe for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 800 259 9231, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. And Mark. All right, back to, uh, we're going to, we can talk about Barry Cooper anytime. We did tell Charles we'd try him back when he got into a better cell. Apparently he was indoors, he's now stepped outside. Uh, So we're going to try Charles back here in New Hampshire. Charles, you called to tell us about this man named uh, Bill Cooper, who was called about earlier tonight, uh, allegedly murdered because of his uh, beliefs about uh, conspiracy theories or whatever and i wanted uh, i guess you wanted to, to clarify something so go ahead okay well let, let, uh, thank you very much yeah I'm, in, I'm outside thank goodness it's not snowing yet anyway um you know bill cooper was raised as a military brat his father was in the air force uh he joined the air force when he, when he was an adult and then he went into the navy um he was in vietnam time frame and in the early 70s about 1972 he was attached to Commander-in-Chief of the Pacific Fleet in Malapalapa Pearl Harbor in Naval Intelligence. And Naval Intelligence is all compartmentalized, meaning one person who is working on, you know, um, secure information, doesn't know what the next person is working on, etc. And it filters up to a briefer, and the briefer briefs the Admiral, and the Admiral is in charge of the Pacific Fleet. Bill Cooper just happened to be a briefer. So he had access at a moment in time in his life, to very sensitive information, and this was in the early 70s. Uh, Certain different things, which we don't have enough time um, about right now to get into all the different things, but his life was changed forever in this time frame. In 1975, when he could have re-enlisted to get his pension, decided he was not going to because of of the concerns he had for the future of the the country um, from information that he saw. 
immediately tried to leak information out to a reporter who was supposed to keep his name secret, and that didn't happen. And he had two attempts on his life within 30 days. The second one, and this was in Southern California, the second one resulted in him losing his leg and, had, and having major head damage. Uh, he was visited by the people who did this. They said the next time uh, uh, that they would not, uh, you know, mess up. In other words, he would not be alive. And at that point, he said he would be a good little boy. And from 1975 until 1990, when George Bush Sr. mentioned the world, new words, new world order, when we were saving Kuwait from Saddam Hussein, uh, that's when Bill Cooper decided that he had to make a stand and, uh, you know, go open. You know, between the time of 75 and 90, he spent a lot of his time studying who are the folks behind the scenes that are influencing not only this country but the world in general. And I think from that and his sharing of the knowledge is where terms like secret societies and Illuminati come from. But the best thing to do to know uh, more about William Cooper is Hour of the Time is where his, his memory is being kept alive. Uh, he started doing um, uh, shortwave radio because this was before the Internet. I was one of the first That's why they that got was, him. He's a shortwaver. <laughs> a shortwaver. Now, now, you say you knew this guy? Um, I, in 1993, when I was in uh, Maui, Hawaii, I invested $10,000 to uh, bring him and his family out to do uh, workshops, intensive. It's a lot of money. Speaking was this for UFOs or for conspiracy theory stuff? Okay, well, uh, you see, that was that's a very controversial issue about the UFO. Uh, the UFO information was some of the information that he saw in naval intelligence. In 1990, when he was trying to get on the circuit, you know, in other words, in front of people, at that time there was a lot of people in the so-called UFO community. I mean, you'd get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people going to these seminars and and because I saw a bunch of actually, people at the Star, uh, Star Trek uh, convention. I, I think you probably still have hundreds of people going to UFO oh. uh, seminars. There's a lot of folks that believe in that. What what makes you believe – do you believe that he was murdered, and if so, why? Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, yes, the evidence uh, that uh, Doyle Shamley, who is a gentleman out in Eager, Arizona, who's still keeping his name alive, who's also a friend of mine, and Robert Hoagland out of Canada – uh, right after the uh, event of November 5th that happened at approximately 11 o'clock at night, at least that's when it started, uh, within a few weeks uh, uh, he was able to get the uh, information and the data and the facts that actually they, they had planned to take him out on 9-11, 9-11, uh, 2001. And because he went live 15 hours a day when you know, the events of 9-11 happened, they had to call it off. And um, <laughs> he was on the radio live 15 hours a day uh, from when not when we had this uh, terrible, you know, uh, situation in New York on 9-11. His normally he would do a one hour show. But when that happened, he went live. Uh, of course, at that time, it was broadcast over the Internet, of course, because, you know, he started in the early 90s. And that was before the Internet. That's for the what? shortwave. Radio so came wait, are you saying that this guy wasn't killed on September 11th because he went on the radio? Yes. Yes, exactly. So they had then, to call it off. Well, why would yeah, they just kill him in the other few hours of the day? I mean, w w well, they, they, you know, you could we could speculate, but but un, you know, unfortunately for all of us, and obviously himself. And well, his unfortunately for for how, Bill, how do you know that he was planning to be killed on September 11th? I might have missed that. I'm sorry. 
Well, the, the Freedom of Information Act, and we were able to obtain all the data, all the paperwork uh, that was in the pike with the Apache County Sheriff, and the, we found out who was surveilling. They're not going to file paperwork saying they're going to murder somebody. Well, the, the you amount just mean they were going to raid his house or something, right? Like they were going to. Well, yeah, the amount of data that we that we were able to get, you know, painted the picture. But the autopsy. Okay, so uh, you, you jumped to the conclusion that they were planning on murdering him simply because he ended up being shot to death. Now, point of information here: I did pull up information about this guy on uh, sure. on Wikipedia. And he did, he made a lot of threatening moves, like by posting signs or sending notices uh, to the government folks with uh, phraseology. And I, you know, I, I actually should have highlighted it here, but essentially well, saying the biggest thing I think you're getting at any is attempt he, he, uh, by the federal government or anyone else to execute unconstitutional and unlawful arrest warrants, because there was an arrest warrant out for him for allegedly aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, which he said, you know, wasn't legitimate because of whatever, something about ju- jurisdiction, etc. Uh, but any attempt, this is something that he uh, posted on his website and I guess sent to them also, uh, any attempt by the federal governor or anyone else to execute the unconstitutional and unlawful arrest warrants will be met with armed resistance. So this was one of those guys who was really angry, and uh, and I don't blame him. I used to be, a, you know, used to have yeah, a similar right. mindset as well, but he had that angry mindset. You're not going to out-violence the government. Yeah. If you, if you, yeah. If you, it's, you know, it's like uh, you're trying you're trying to, to fight the water demon in his own element. Well, <laughs> you I'm going to fight you whatever. back, was what he said basically i'm gonna shoot back and uh, i'm gonna shoot at you and, and this then, is what happens when you play what when you play uh, cops and robbers with the government you lose yeah so they the the allegations are here that uh, that he fired at the uh, the police of course they're always going to claim that but had, yeah, i don't know if it's true maybe if he hadn't been so agitated toward violence in the first place maybe they wouldn't uh, maybe things wouldn't have gone yeah. the same way well and the fact that he posted that very publicly that he had that he promised to use violence against them if they yeah. tried to execute an unlawful warrant uh, the fact that he posted that makes it awfully hard to to argue. Um, you know, I, I I'm skeptical actually that he did fire on them, but the fact that he posted that makes it awfully hard to argue against it. Charles, your thoughts? Well, yeah, yeah, a, a few things because everything that you guys are you know just brainstorming there, it's, it's all very important, relevant, and of course it it can take you in a lot of different directions. But let me just uh, give a context here. In New Hampshire, of course, there's open carry. And a lot of people are open carry. Now, does that mean that they're violence? Does that mean that when they are opening carrying, they're absolutely not? But when you make a statement on your website that if you come after me, I'm going to shoot you, then that is a pretty violent statement. Well, let let me just wrap around because the bottom line is most of the people who do open carry, if they, under any circumstances, they themselves or their family, if they were going to be attacked. Uh, in in any different direction. I'm not talking about necessarily government. I'm just maybe somebody like the Mount Vernon case here that we're going through that terrible tragedy. Uh, that, there 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 would not but, be a hesitant moment that that person would use that. No, I get what you're getting it. at, and you're right. saying he's justified in defending himself against government people coming to arrest him. I, I'm not arguing that, but the point is that even most of those people who carry, they actually do make an exception for government because the government will just keep coming. I mean, you right. you, you might defend yourself. You'll right. you'll you'll buy yourself a day or two. Uh, read the call, let read them arrest you, okay? Don't fight back against the government when they come to arrest you. Let them well, arrest you because they, they will be back. They will it, they will keep coming. Read the ballad of Carl Draga. I mean, if you yes, want to find absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the- a- absolutely. That's another very important story. But just let's focus a little bit on some of the 
Well, I'm afraid we don't have time. I thank you, Charles, for the call tonight. I certainly appreciate hearing from you. Um, Yeah, I understand where he's coming from. I understand the anger. I understand the the wanting to you know defend oneself against the thuggery of the of the government. But But if you don't just go ahead and get arrested, and you're going to die. Yeah, but it's it's, you know again the the whole the reasoning being the conspiracy stuff and everything. The guy threatened to fight back if the government came to arrest him. That's. A lot more conspicuous to me than, yeah. oh, the, he said stuff about the Illuminati. And the, the government guys saw that threat. They armed up ever more than they might right. have would that have. It had nothing to do with the Illuminati. You no. could have done this without the information. Yeah. Yeah. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing. Here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. In today's go-go world, it's so incredibly easy to consume the wrong kinds of stimulants. And what do these unhealthy stimulants really do for you? They make you feel jittery and nervous. And then at the end of the day, they have a crash effect and then it wears off. We all know that feeling. And then what do we do? We consume more of these unhealthy stimulants. Look, if you want to get off the merry-go-round of stimulants for good, I tell all my clients to make sure they get the proper amount of omega fatty acids and B vitamins in their diet. Omega fatty acids feed your heart and your brain and your body so they function properly and more energetically. A great source of these omega fatty acids is the acai berry, and Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains naturally energizing omega-rich acai with added B vitamins. Now, this will help you get some of the needed energy support in a healthy and convenient juice. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice from Genesis Today, and you'll be getting all the healthy omegas and B vitamins you need to be energized and fit. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.